And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show. We got a whole lot going on all over the internets, all over the mainstream, mainstream, old school, washed up media, and a lot more. I know you guys saw the Candace Owens versus Cardi B kerfuffle. I enjoyed it. I appreciated that whole back and forth exchange. It let people know what's really going on in the world. And that's a good thing. We got to understand what's really happening with ourselves. Also, uh, are, are you guys seeing what the media talking about as it relates to Trump and the so-called downplay remarks? Or he downplayed the virus. Is that what he said? Is that what his intentions were? I thought he was a guy that was out in front of this whole virus thing before it really popped off. That's what I think happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my lying eyes deceive me. Also, did you guys see the whole thing with the school in Colorado, Colorado that suspended a boy for five days and also called the police on him for having a toy gun in his own house? Call the parents. Nope, don't want to call the parents. Let's call the police and have them go to his house and threaten them talking about or oh, you could get brought up on charges charges for what what charges i don't have i don't have anything illegal i have toys in my house what are we talking about we'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of abl live and i thank y'all again for joining i couldn't be in a better place than right here live with y'all thank y'all for joining if you've not liked the video yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and like the video. If you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe right now. And when you do that, click the bell as well so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. If you're listening to this particular broadcast on your favorite audio streaming platform, give me a five-star rating there. Give me a share. Give me a nice review. Whatever you want to say, just put that down and I'd appreciate you for that. And like I said, we got a whole lot going on. There's a whole lot happening. Um, where should we begin? I think we should begin with uh, the downplay remarks and then they get into the whole Candace and Cardi thing. Now, these so-called downplay remarks. What was Trump saying when he said, I try to play down the virus? That's what I want to do because I don't want to incite panic. Well, exactly what he said is what he was trying to do to not incite panic. I mean, what is a big deal? Why can't you say, you know what? Let's not drop the nation into this whole big, uh, this fear mode. Let's have everything be nice and calm so we don't have a bunch of civil unrest. And we did have some civil unrest. I mean, remember the whole thing about the toilet paper? For some reason, everybody went out and bought that. I'm not really sure why. I don't know why that was the main thing everybody went out and got. Okay, it's a virus coming. Let's everybody quick get toilet paper. Let's you know water stuff like that. Nah, man, we can we can we can drink rainwater, but we gotta wipe our butt. So we gotta get toilet paper. That's the first thing. And and cleaning supplies are still hard to come by in Walmart and everywhere else because everybody's cleaning everything to death. So what if Trump came out there and said, hey, you know what? It's a virus. It's deadly to kill you. It's in the air. Meanwhile, he doesn't even know all this stuff. 
But if he goes out there and says that, then that's going to cause a panic. Then that's going to be a problem. Then what would the media say? Oh, why did Trump go out there and cause a panic? He spoke too soon. He should have heeded the advice of his professional staff that he has on deck, like Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks. And by the way, Anthony Fauci came out and said that Bob Woodard's uh, reporting of him saying that Trump has a short attention span and he was trying to downplay the virus and wasn't telling everything was just not right. Everything that Fauci and Burks and the whole coronavirus task force said to Trump in private meetings that could be said publicly was said publicly. So what is the, the problem here? Now, I remember Trump acted before anyone else wanted to. He said, OK, cut off that Chinese travel right now. This was in January before there was any documented cases of the virus in the States. I think it might have been one case, if that. It might not have been any, but he saw it coming. OK, you get videos all over in China, people getting, uh, you know, people dropping dead, vomiting, blood, all kind of stuff. He's like, OK, I don't want that to come over here. So what we're going to do is just stop that nip it in the bud and reduce the travel from China. Now, when he did that, what was he called? Xenophobe, racist, not listening to the World Health Organization. They say that it can't pass from human to human. You're being racist. And then what did Nancy Pelosi and Bill de Blasio and Chuck Schumer and everyone else on the left nearly, what did they say? Oh, go down to Chinatown specifically. Go to Chinatown. Don't be a racist. Don't be a xenophobe. Don't be X, Y, and Z, obic, oberist. It's okay. Trump's overreacting. The virus is not really that bad. It's like the flu. That's what they were saying at the beginning. Trump didn't say all of that. He was like, okay, we're going to go ahead and cut off that travel because we don't want that virus to come over here. And at the same time, when Trump was doing that and assembling the task force, the left were still worried about impeachment. Remember that whole thing. I almost forgot about that part. They're still worried about impeachment. They're trying to impeach him for all even. I don't forgot what it was now. Was that the Ukraine phone call happening at this particular point in time? Or was it something else? I mean, there's always some kind of new conspiracy theory to come up with. They want to say those of us on the right believe in conspiracy theories, you know, talking about child trafficking, although people are getting locked up for child trafficking. But that's a different story. And I digress. They say we believe in conspiracy theories on this side, but on their side, they're believing in Russia gate, Ukraine gate, dossier gate, all kind of gates that produce nothing. They spend years and millions of dollars and hundreds of subpoenas to come up with a big fat goose egg. But we're the conspiracy theorists. Got it. Anyway, they were saying that listen to the World Health Organization. They say it can't pass from human to human. Uh, don't restrict Chinese travel. You're being a racist. You had the guy Tedros over there at the World Health Organization giving us all the wrong advice. Trump said, you know what? We're not going to do that. We're going to cut off the travel and we're going to keep things safe over here. Then after the Democrats were trying to say that Trump was wrong and were trying to impeach him, then they flipped the script and said, oh, well, he wasn't prepared. He wasn't getting ready for the virus. He didn't take it seriously. And you got this guy, Bob Woodard, trying to sell a book. Okay, you got a book coming out on Friday, September 11th. Now, is it a coincidence that he picked that date specifically for the book to release? And is it a coincidence that the news came out on Wednesday, which is today, two days before the book comes out? Less than 48 hours before the book comes out. This is a rollout. This is like what they do in the rap industry. You know, it's some kind of big splash, 
some kind of big controversial statement. Oh, somebody done slapped somebody. Ooh, okay. Get a lot of attention. And then what they say next? Okay, here's my album coming out, X, Y, and Z. It's a, it's a PR campaign. It's a media, it's a publicity stunt. That's what it is. Okay, but at the same time, you're trying to, you know, damage a president. And right, like, especially right now, we got an election happening. They're out there campaigning. Now, Biden had a whole set of remarks for what Trump allegedly said or whatever they want to say he said. He said, play it down, but they're not, that's not what he was. He is not meaning what they say he was meaning. They say he's meaning play it down as in not take it seriously, but that's not the case. You don't restrict power from a whole country, come up with a whole task force and have the task force go out there and talk almost every day for some months if you're taking it lightly. But anyway, they're trying to say, he said that that's not what he was saying. The media are just totally ridiculous, but this is what they do. Biden had this whole big uh, response to Trump's um, play it down comments. Did Washington Post or whoever communicate with the uh, Biden campaign? To, so you'd be prepared to be able to say that because you know Biden does not say anything that is not prepared. Everything he says is read. Okay, he'll read everything. He'll read things not supposed to be reading. He'll read um, the brand name of the paper on the paper if it's there. If he can see it, if it's visible, he'll read it. You know, he can read okay. He can read fairly well, but that's all he can do. Now, when it comes to being on your toes and being able to answer questions, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be real hard when you got to veer away from the script. If you can't read the teleprompter, with no teleprompter, Joe Biden is pretty much uh, just, just useless. Like I've said before many times, you're talking about a corpse out there walking in Joe Biden with no teleprompter, with no script, with no way to direct himself. He's pretty much lost in the sauce. Done for. Okay, this whole story about Trump and the downplay comments is a big fat nothing burger. Big fat nothing burger with no condiments, no lettuce, tomato, pickles, onions, bun, no nothing. Matter of fact, it might not be any uh, beef on a burger, just invisible, a plate full of nothing. That's what it was. But again, it's a media stunt, publicity stunt, just trying to get that book sold. Okay. And so I'm not even going to advertise it. I'm not going to say what the name of it is, but you guys will see it coming up here. That's how they always do. It's always something. I think, who is that? Um, Trump's niece or somebody. Did she write a book as well? And she said some things about Trump. I, I don't forget what she said about Trump. But it may have been the book that was out. So she says something, it gets media attention, everybody covers it, and then that just kind of bolsters her book sales. And that satisfies whatever kind of deal she has with the publisher. Okay, you're Trump's niece, you got dirt on the president, here's the book deal. Now, we're going to give you an advance. In order to make that advance back, we got to sell X amount of books. Do something to make a big splash in the media 48 hours before the book is released. I would not be surprised if Simon and Schuster or whatever these book companies are, but communicate with the media itself, with the left itself, lobbyists and whatnot to get the news out there. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Not in the least bit, just like uh, James Comey, you know, releasing the memo to his friend and then the friend took it to the media. All of that was set up. All of that was coordinated. Not surprised at all. And they all got books and they all want to be on TV doing commentary and stuff like that. 
it, you know, it's a vicious game. And it's funny how the left talk about being anti-capitalist, but you got some of the most ruthless capitalists on their side. You know, to the point where it's like criminal, when you're engaging in things that you should not be able to do, some things that are teetering on the line of criminal and non-criminal. You, you're playing with fire when you're dealing with calling somebody a name that's not really true or saying something about them that's not really true or characterizing them in an incorrect way. You, you teeter on the edge of libel and slander when you do things like that. But this is what the media does. This is what the left do. This is how they operate. And I think by this particular point in time, we all know what's going on. So it is what it is. Yeah, what, what was the name? Mary Trump. Thank you, uh, PB. Yeah, I don't know if I said her name was Mary, but yeah, Mary Trump, uh, Trump's niece. You know, did she have a book out? If she didn't, when the story broke, I'm sure she does now at least have a book deal. That's just kind of how it works. All righty. But thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience on the Internet. Wendy Bell. Oh, shout out to Wendy Bell. Um, You're talking about from KDKA in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, shout out to Wendy Bell. I was on her show, I think, a couple of times. Her and Marty. What's his name? Marty Griffin, if I'm not mistaken. Wendy Bell used to be on television in Pittsburgh as a news anchor and she got fired because of a Facebook post she put out that really came from the heart. Uh, an entire black family. I mean, I'm talking about um, the, the kids. Um, it might have been two women, a man. It, it, I think it was about five or six people, including an unborn child. They were killed all at once. Um, it was a barbecue, just a, you know, a, back, a backyard barbecue. Somebody pulled up in the car, got out, shot them all. Everybody was black, including the, the, the shooting suspect and the family. And Wendy Bell is white. And she said, look, we know who did this. Uh, probably young black male. I need to come forward. This is too much. This is ridiculous. The whole family is being killed. So they were saying her impassioned plea to catch the killers of an entire black family was racist. And she got fired for that. Now, she was saying something else about the so-called protesters, really rioters, deserving to be shot. I don't know the full quote or the context, so don't, don't, don't get me to lying. But it was something like that from what I read. I didn't see the full thing. But you guys in the comments, you guys know more than I do. So you guys let me know in the chat what was going on. But she got fired for that. You know what? A lot of these, um, you know, these media outlets, mainstream media, it's not really worth going. People always ask me, hey, ABL, do you want to go on Fox News? Do you want to go on Newsmax? Do you want to go here? It's like, for what? Why? I don't need to go to any of these stations to do my thing. You know, I'm doing quite well on my own with y'all. This is this is what I like to do. Now, I would go make an appearance on Fox or an appearance on RT or OAN or Blaze or whatever. I'd make an appearance there. But as far as being an employee of these places, no, absolutely not. Because it only takes one time for you to say something they don't like and then it's a wrap. And then your whole thing you've built up over on that platform is gone. Now you got to start from square one. I'd rather just keep my own thing, preserve my own lane, go over there and be a guest, but not be in a contract with them to where they can dictate my career and my advancement going forward, you know? So, and then if I, you know, get into politics, I can continue to do what I'm doing and do that. I have, a, I have a flexibility. I can just do better that way. So I implore anybody that's out there, if you're up and coming YouTuber or something like that, maintain your sovereignty. Maintain your sovereignty because once you go to a particular place, 
you know, they got higher ups they got to answer to, but I really don't do that. I answer to y'all, but really to myself, you know, and really it's to nobody but myself because I'm going to just put out what I think is right. If people don't like it, then they don't watch. If they do, then they do. That's how it makes sense. But once you go to a big network or even a medium sized network, it's not just, you know, yourself you answer to. You answer to a lot of other people that may or may not, they, they may or may not even like your content to begin with, but you still got to answer to them. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely, yeah, being independent. Now, I know I am on YouTube, but I got multiple um, outlets. I still got social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, of course. I got my own website. I'm trying to be everywhere rather than just being in one place. So, yeah. Shout out to all you guys. You guys are the best. Absolutely. <laughs> you see, but but Legion, this is just the way I talk with the hand. That's just the way I talk with my hands. That's just me in general. All right, let me see. Adrian F says, Fox is okay when it comes to the online news articles, but their prime time is not that good, except Tucker. Yeah, because that's how it has to be. This is this is television, cable news. You got higher ups, you got shareholders. It's, it's high stakes and not everyone in that room, not every shareholder has your best interests at heart. As a matter of fact, it's not even about you once you get to that point, it's about the network. Even that guy like Tucker, they pay him a lot of money, but if Tucker is not doing the right thing and he's losing advertisers, then it's like, all right, Tucker, man, you got you got a lot of money behind you now, so you gotta, you know, we gotta just go ahead and tighten up here. Okay? So it is what it is. All right. So again, thank y'all again. What else we got going on? We got a whole lot happening. Oh, let's talk about Candace Owens and Cardi B. Now, if you guys didn't watch my video, if you need a quick refresher, you know who Candace Owens is probably the most popular political figure in the country. One of the most popular in the world, in my humble opinion, but definitely in the country. She's probably the most popular political figure that's not in politics. And even out of those that are in politics, she's popular nearly as Trump is. Not, not quite, but she's getting there for sure. Now, Candace Owens, and shout out to her and her husband for having the baby soon. I think she's like six months pregnant, so shout out to them. Congrats on the pregnancy, Candace, if you're watching. But um, she has had a back and forth with Cardi B, who is a very popular rapper. She has that song called WAP, and I know we got little babies watching, so I won't get into what that means, but you guys already know what's going on. It's not appropriate for children to listen to, so if you got to listen to this song and you're young, you're doing the wrong thing. But anyway, it's really popular all over the world. That song is, by the way. And she's just a really well-known rapper. She's been on TV before as well on 11 Hip Hop, which is like um, a rap reality show. If you, if you take uh, Jerry Springer and mix it with rap and like reality show, you, you get 11 Hip Hop, you know, basically. The whole point of the show is to get everybody in the room, get them drinking, and then get them fighting. You understand what I'm saying? So basically, that's what it is. But anyway... Really well known, but Cardi B has been getting involved in politics or as she called it, politics. Joe Biden interviewed with Cardi B on the Monday of the DNC. Now, the interview was not live, but it was released on that Monday. The prior Sunday, Joe Biden, he did not go to any of the Sunday shows. He didn't go to MS 13 DNC, ABC, Fox, CBS, none of the Sunday shows, neither him nor Kamala Harris. 
So it's like, okay, you got the DNC coming up. You're not going to the Sunday news shows. They'll come on like 9, 10, 11 o'clock. What are you doing, sir? You need to be doing that. That's where, you know, the, the, the bread is buttered. But he put out this interview with Elle Magazine and Cardi B. It's like, come on, Cardi B, she's a popular rapper with a really big fan base. But if she had five brain cells, that's probably being generous by about five. You understand? Like, just not really an intelligent person when it comes to politics. She's smart enough to become successful in music, but politics just ain't really there. She complains about having really high taxes, right? She pays millions in taxes, but you want to support Bernie Sanders. It's like, you're going to complain about paying all these, all these uh, tax bills, but you're going to vote for the guy that says he wants to raise taxes on people like you? What are you complaining about? All right, what are you, what's really the deal? And then when Bernie Sanders doesn't make it, she supports Joe Biden, who also wants tax hikes on the rich, just like Cardi B, who does not want to pay that much in taxes to begin with. So not really a smart person. Can barely speak English, but was born and raised in New York City. Now she could speak Spanish. Okay, I don't speak, I don't speak the language, so I don't know what she speaks, but she can speak Spanish. But she's not from Dominican Republic or nothing like that. Her parents might be, but she was born and raised in New York City. So how that happened? But anyway, so Candace did an interview with uh, Ben Shapiro when he was talking about that, how Joe Biden should not be giving Cardi B an interview. I mean, Cardi B didn't even really interview him. It was just like her talking and then asking a couple questions here and there. And it was like underhand, slow pitch, T-ball. And it, matter of fact, it wasn't even underhand. It was it was T-ball. The ball's right there on the tee. He can just knock it out the park, but he was barely able to get the bat over the tee. You understand? He he did not look good in the interview. He looked like a really old man, which he is, but he's not as old as what he looks. He's 77. He'll be 78, I think, in November, but he appears to be 1,077 going on 2077 really really old nothing against anybody that's that's elderly but if you're trying to be the president you need to be a little bit younger i know trump is no spring chicken but come on like he looks younger although he's not a young man if that makes any sense but anyway the interview was just it was terrible it was not a true interview for a guy running for a president you want a more serious interview you can interview with a rapper or a celebrity like Killer Mike. I think Kenneth Owens said that. Get Killer Mike. Now, he's not, he's not necessarily Albert Einstein himself, but he has intelligence beyond Cardi B. He went to college in Atlanta. I think he went to Spelman or something. I don't know what the college is. Morehouse, whatever it is. He went to college in Atlanta. He's smarter than Cardi B is. But you don't want to go with him. You want to go with her because she's going to give you no questions and or T-ball questions. So Cardi B saw the interview that Candace gave to Ben Shapiro or they did or they did together and she was mad about it. And then Candace got on Instagram to respond and good grief. If you guys ever seen Mike Tyson back in his prime in the 80s, man, if Mike Tyson 1987 was to fight a guy on the street with no boxing experience, that was the equivalent of Cardi B. And Candace Owens getting in the ring. Cardi B got stomped into dust, stomped into wine. It was no contest. All right. But hey, she must be in politics or what she say, politics. She must be in politics, right? 
you want to interview Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and talk about, you know, policies and how bad Trump is. Okay, if you want to get into the ring, to get into the ring. If you don't want to get into the ring, then don't get into it. Just like Candace was saying in her video, I'm not trying to engage you in the freestyle rap battle. I'm not in your lane. You're in my lane. So let's dance. So and the thing about that whole back and forth is that it allowed people that aren't into politics, but are into entertainment and music and stuff like that to hear the other side because those are listening to a cardi b and think about joe biden as their candidate they probably don't even hear the right they totally tune them out they may try to reach out to them but they just ignore it they reject it but when candace owens does that with cardi b and it hits the shade room and all those other places you can't ignore it so now you got to hear what candace owens says so now that turns on new voters. It gets the young people involved. It gets people that don't even really vote involved. It, it moves the needle. So shout out to Candace Owens for doing what she did. 1000%. Yeah, it was one-sided beatdown, Jay. It was one-sided. It was like, you know, somebody just getting stomped over and over again, and the person is knocked out. I mean, if you were in the UFC, it'd be the equivalent of getting a hammer fist. Just boom, boom, boom. Just right here in your face, getting smashed. And the ref just sitting back, just doing nothing. Okay, at a certain point, you got the ref come in and be like, all right, it's over. You know, stop stop pounding them out. Stop doing the hammer fist. No more, you know, 10 to 2. No more of that. Just go ahead and just, you know, let, let it be done. <laughs> politics. Yeah, that was crazy. How can you not pronounce the word politics? You're born and raised in New York City. You're not from a different country. You're born and raised here. You're an American. You should, you should know how to pronounce the word Politics, you're involved in politics. How do you not know how to pronounce it? I could see if it was something that you're not even involved in. That's kind of an obscure trade, but you are involved with it and it's not an obscure thing. This is really something that permeates society nowadays, especially with BLM and Antifa going on, who are basically the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party, the new clan, the clan with a tan uh, that BLM is, and Antifa, it's, a, it's just a clan repeat. With just more, you know, weird looking people in it. Back in the day, it might have been a slack jaw yoker from the mountain, right? That come down and it looked crazy. But now you got the um the 28-year-old or the 48-year-old drug addict, you know, the, the meth head that shaves their head on one side, on the other side is just totally crazy with dreads or something like that. You got the villains from Ninja Turtles that are now Antifa members. Casey Jones has become Antifa. That's kind of what's happening right now in 2020. Alrighty. But yeah, that whole thing is really good. I appreciate the fact that Kenneth Owens is bringing people to our side or at least letting them hear it because a lot of them, they never even hear our side. When you try to approach them on that side with certain things, they tune you out. They don't want to hear it. Trump racist, F Trump, F12. They just totally tune you out. But then when they see something on their phone or shade room or something and, oh, okay, I can, I can deal with this. They, they'll engage with the lowbrow type stuff before they engage with the more high level thinking that a lot of us engage in because they're not really prepared for the high level stuff. Although this is not really high level to some people it is that are not involved with politics at all, that have never been involved with it. It just kind of observe it casually as far as who's running for president, Trump or Biden, and that's it. They don't know anything else. Alrighty. So yeah, shout out to Candace Owens for the great smackdown of Cardi B. Now, let's talk about the Colorado kerfuffle. This is in Colorado Springs. And this story was really crazy. 
um, a 12 year old boy was at home in his own home doing that whole distance learning thing, you know, the, the Zoom call classes. He's at home, right? I think he was um, doing his art class online. Now, the teacher saw a toy gun that she thought might have been a toy, but it might have been real in the background. Now, before I go any further, I got to address one thing. Some people were saying, hey, he should have been in class, paying attention, not playing with toys. Well, a couple of things. First of all, he has ADHD. Now, I'm not going to say I believe in ADHD or whatever. I'm not a doctor, so I can't make that judgment or whatnot. But that's what he said. So all I know about that, again, not being a doctor, I don't know nothing. Maybe it's real, maybe it's not. But it's going to be easily distracted. Okay, and if you're at home and you got toys at home and you're 12 years old, maybe be distracted by the toy. Maybe that might kind of catch your attention and get you off guard. But beyond that, he was not actually playing with the toy. He just moved it from one part of the couch to the other like this. Like as soon as I just did that across the screen, that's how quick it was. The father was saying he moved it from one side to the other. It was on camera for like a second, like a split second. The teacher saw the gun flash across the screen. So rather than talking to the parents, calling them on the phone and saying, hey, you know, I might have seen the weapon and the child had it in their hands. Is everything all right? Is it a toy gun? I think it's a toy gun or what's going on or having some kind of conference with the parents, with the teachers and, you know, in the school. Didn't do anything like that. Just called the police. Called the police on this boy for what she thought might have been a toy gun. Now, of course, the police go to his house and there's no actual problem. People say, oh, you call the police trying to kill the boy. Come on. Most people, when they have the police, you know, arrive and they want to talk to him, it's not going to be any kind of problems. All right. I've yet to see a situation of a person getting shot by police or harmed by the police. But they, they were doing nothing wrong. They were just sitting there being cool, minding their own business. That's not really how it works. But anyway, the police came to his house. They're talking about possible prosecution, maybe in the future, all kind of stuff over a toy gun. Now, if she would have talked to the parents first, she could have seen the gun in question. It was a obvious fake six millimeter BB gun, and it had a green rack slide, an orange tip, and on the rack side, it said zombie hunter. So this is a clear toy, right? The boy... 12 years old, had a whole collection of toy guns that were like Nerf guns, obviously fake guns. It did not look real at all. Now, maybe she thought the gun could have been real because it was on camera for long. It kind of just flashed across. That's all she saw. So maybe in her mind, she's like, okay, it might have been a real gun. But here's my thing. Even if the gun was real, is it illegal for the child to touch it in their house? Because when I was younger, him, I shot real guns. I shot an actual big long rifle on a on a ranch when I was like nine to ten years old. So is that illegal? You can go hunting, I think, when you when you're young like that. Is that illegal to touch a weapon? I'm not really sure if it is. Call the parents first and figure out what's going on. If there's any kind of problems? That's the thing you should do. But beyond that, the the biggest problem that I saw, aside from calling the police for the the toy gun was how the school was recording the Zoom classes and not informing the parents. The parents had no idea. And it was a struggle to get the tape viewed by the parents. They had to really fight to get the tape. 
So it was like, what's going? Okay, you, you recording my child, you recording my home, and then I can't even see the footage. What's going on? And after this whole thing happened, they ended that practice of recording the Zoom classes. I think maybe they ended it totally, or they got to tell you and get your consent. And my thing is, okay, if it's about consent, what if you don't consent? Will you be able to go to class? Will you be able to participate in the class, the online thing? Now, I'm glad that the boy is not in that school anymore. They called the police, wound up being a toy gun, but he still got a five-day suspension. And, and their explanation was, well, we have to extend our policies of the school out to the, the virtual world. But you can't do that because this is not the virtual world. We're not in some kind of purgatory where my house does not exist. We're in my house. This is not the virtual world. We're communicating virtually, but I'm in the actual real place here. The rules of the school cannot transfer to me here at my house. That's not really how that works. Or at least it shouldn't work that way. If you see anything that is problematic or whatnot, talk to the parents before you call the police. All right. Figure out what's going on. Now, if you see a kid get punched in the head or something like that, it's different. But come on. It might be a toy gun. I don't know. I, I'm unsure. Call the parents first. But the whole recording thing, no, nah, that can't really go on. That's an invasion of privacy. Really, the Zoom calls in general are an invasion of privacy because you get to be in their home for an extended period of time. Maybe I don't want this camera to be in my house recording what's happening for eight hours or however long a school day is. Maybe I don't want that. All right, just maybe. I think we need to get back to just having regular classes so then this wouldn't even be an issue. So you won't see this boy's toy gun collection, nor we have to record kids on camera without their permission or their knowledge or their parents' permission or knowledge. All right. Go back to a regular classroom and have that be that. It'd been no problems. Maybe the boy wouldn't have had his toys that are at his house in the actual school. Now, the boy's black. Parents are black. And by the way, great parents. I really enjoyed hearing them speak. It was refreshing. I can tell that when the police got there, they weren't acting up. They're just real professional and they're going to sue. If the parents don't sue, I don't understand why. I, If I were the parents, if I was the, the father in the situation, I'd be immediately finding counsel and I'd be suing. I'm talking about I'm getting M's from the school. That's how you handle it. Don't go try to fight the police and acting crazy and cussing and fussing. Don't do that. But if they do something wrong. Because they already admitted they did something wrong as far as the whole recording thing. If the whole gun thing, you can't get them on that, which you probably should get them on that. But if you can't, the recording thing, you got them on that because they changed the policy after this whole thing happened. So you know that it was wrong because you changed it. So I'm going to get you on that. I'm suing for M's big time. Just like my man, Nick Salmon, suing for M's. Okay, I'm trying to get $800 million. What's up? Set up for... Um, you know, uh, 100.5 or something. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Let, let's do it. That's how you do it rather than trying to fight. You, you start, you're trying to fight the police on the ground and you get an express ticket to hell. Or you can just say, you know what? How about I do this the right way and go to court and get my money? That's what I would do. You violate my privacy. You call the police on me and you suspended the kid on top of that. And the kid... He's crying as soon as they get there, busting out in tears. All right. Probably was a good kid. No trouble. Nothing. Good parents. I was like, what are we doing? 
And, you know, the crazy part is that a lot of these schools, a lot of these uh, stomp down liberals, they'll suspend this boy for having a toy gun in his house. But you get kids that are beating down other kids and don't get suspended. Oh, it's racist if you spend the black kid because you beat up a white. What? So let me get this straight. If you're getting involved in fights and cussing and fussing and carrying on in school, the suspension is kind of not really there. They want to lighten that up. But having a toy gun at your house, you can suspend it for that. But you already, and the thing is, you're already at home. So if I'm at home already, what's the suspension? Not being able to get online and do a Zoom class? Oh, man, what am I, what am I ever going to do? How am I going to place that excellent education that I was getting through this online Zoom class that nobody wants to do? What, ev what, what am I going to do? How am I going to be able to move on with my life? I mean, really, that'd be a vacation. That'd be a break. How about we get back to having regular class and then that'll be it. Real simple. All right. Now, shout out to everybody for being here. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, go ahead and do that for me right now. And also click the bell right beside the subscribe button. If you do that, you're able to get notified whenever I go live or post a new video. All right. What else we got going on? Let me see. I covered Candace and Cardi, the downplay stuff. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, shout out to America. We stand who says, ABO, I was wondering why Cardi B wasn't on camera. Candace call it. She was reading a script. I agree. Probably so. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I would not doubt it. You know, I, I mean, these people, a lot of them just don't really, you know, they have to get outside help. They can't just talk off the cuff like Candace can. They have to get outside help to get things written for them. So they come off as being some kind of way intellectual or whatever. That's just generally how it goes. All right. But what else we got going on? Oh, talk about um, Rochester right quick. I almost forgot about that one. Rochester's entire police command retired. I think that was yesterday. Now, an update on that. The police chief will remain on until the end of this month. But he's cashing out after that. He's been there 20 years on the department and he's done. His deputy chief has been there 34 years in the department. He's done cashing out. I think it's going to be like, like five to eight guys that are retiring in the command staff all at once in Rochester, New York. Now the police chief is black. The mayor is black. The city council, mostly black. I say probably at least 40, 50% black, not mostly, but almost majority, if not majority black. And Black Lives Matter is the reason why they're retiring. The circus is coming to town in Rochester. You're going to have the ambulance chaser, Ben Crump, come in there with a bunch of fake civil rights nonsense. Same thing as Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, all of them. You're going to have the mainstream media come in there and try to destroy LeRon Jackson, the former police chief. You're going to have all kinds of people come in there. You're going to have so-called protesters come in there and try to do whatever they're going to do. They're already not getting the support from the city council, from local governance, and they won't get any help from uh, Andrew Cuomo because let's not forget, Cuomo is a governor of New York, not just New York City. You understand? <laughs> you, you would think otherwise, but now nah, he's a governor of the entire state. And that's where Rochester is. It's in New York, up there close to Niagara Falls, about two hours and some change away from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So he is a governor 
where is he at on this? No support, nothing. BLM is up there. And I think the city council president was saying, oh, you got to be a little bit softer on them. And you know what? Rather than dealing with that, how about I cash out right now? I'll go to Florida and just and chill. Not even do with this no more. Not even do with nothing. Don't try to tell me how to do my job. I'm just finished. I'm out. I mean, <laughs> what, what else can be done? You're seeing that all over the nation. Another black female police chief retired today. Matter of fact, hold on. I'm going I'm to get her, um, her name right. Let me see her name. Okay. Let me give me one second here. Her name is. Hold on. I know what it is. Renee something. Like, it's like you, Renee. I forget what her name is, but you guys know what it is. Dallas police chief resigned. Another black woman, and the same thing happened in um, Free Out of Washington with Carmen Best. She retired, too, because of all this nonsense happening with BLM. All right, you're seeing it all over the nation, and you're seeing a lot of cops retiring, resigning, moving. Oh, her name is you, Renee Hall. So you, Renee Hall, she retired. Carmen Best, she retired. Um, LaRon Singletary, he retired. All black police chiefs where you got BLM taking the stronghold because of Black Lives Matter, they're retiring. Now, if Black Lives Matter, why are you forcing the black police chief and the black mayor and everybody else to kind of just acquiesce or re retire, resign and move away? I don't really get it. It's the same thing that was going on with the whole McDonald's kerfuffle. You got this guy, pink shirt guy. Matter of fact, hold on. This, this pink shirt guy, I'm gonna put it on the screen if you guys didn't see it without, without the sound because might play the sound a little bit. It's just a little bit of screeching. But this guy's out there with a bullhorn screeching at a black man in the McDonald's and his black employees. So it's like, what's really going on? Matter of fact, let's put it up right here. So it's like, okay, look, I'm in here trying to make burgers and French fries and whatnot, and you ain't here with a bullhorn screeching at me. Like, what, what for what though? Why, why are you doing this to me? Daniel Prude died. Okay, whose fault is that? It's not my fault. I didn't serve on the PCP. I didn't do anything to him. So what you get mad at me for? I'm just a guy trying to make a living, and you screeching on me. And, and, and the lady right there, she's the same lady that took a random um, restaurant goer's drink and drank it just for no reason. Like they're outside drinking and she drank it. And I'm not sure why they name McDonald's anyway, because a lot of these people, they, you know, a little hefty now, a little on the hefty side. So this, this might not be the best place to go. The money, money to go to Whole Foods or something like that and right there, get them a couple. Now, maybe anyway, move on. So this guy's literally leaning over. He's he's leaning past a little um, plastic partition, the fiberglass or whatever, to prevent the virus from spreading. He's leaning past that and screeching into the megaphone. So you got black employees, black manager, all getting harassed. Now, I'm seeing some interesting outfits. I'm seeing this guy right here. I'm not sure what's happening. 
I'm not sure what gender they identify as, but I'm seeing some peach colored pants, his mom's um, robe top cut off into like a sweater. I'm not sure how you get a silk sweater, but anyway, and he has on some like little baby dreads dyed with red and then some combat boots on. So I don't know if you about to go um, get into the bed, go to bed or try to fight some fight some Nazis, as they say, you're trying to punch some Nazis. So the, the guys come from the counter. It's crazy. So then it gets physical, okay, because the guy, guy with the megaphone is screeching in the guy's face. The black man behind it kind of making a living, screeching in his face. And he's like, all right, man, y'all, y'all are doing way too much. And this right here, this freeze frame right here is a big part of the reason why Biden's going to lose. Because if Biden's supporting that, if he's calling that peaceful, this is not an isolated incident. This is something that's going on all over the nation, everywhere. Milwaukee, Chicago, L.A., uh, Rochester, uh, everywhere, all over the nation. And a lot of these liberal Democrat run cities, not so much in the conservative areas, but in liberal Democrat areas, this is happening. You know, all because of one guy that unfortunately died after he was high on PCP. So you got black guys getting ready to fist fight because black lives matter. <laughs> like, okay, the guy right here, why is he even out there? Is he just trying to get some attention because he's LGBTQ, ABCDEFG? This man right here just trying to work, do a job, on his living, leave him alone. If you had this much energy for the criminals rather than the regular law-abiding citizens, you can make a difference. But no, we're going to have a lot of energy directed to defend the criminals, the dope fiends and whatnot. And we're going to totally just not even care about the regular everyday people. Okay. Now, I got, I got to show you guys something else because this is kind of top of mind too. Now, speaking about, um, speaking about the protests and whatnot over in Rochester, you guys got to see this. Oh, look, give me one second. I'm going to load it up right quick. Okay. Now, here's a here's a protest that you had you guys you have to just see i'm gonna just not have well ain't, whatever now you don't know what happened to daniel prude he was out there butt naked it's like two or three o'clock in the morning he was high on drugs okay the police put a spit sock or spit hood whatever you want to call it same thing over his head to prevent him from spitting on him he said he said i got the virus i got the, i got the virus so if you say you got the virus, I don't want to get the virus and nobody that's around wants the virus either. So put a spit sock on you. Everything's good. Now, the spit sock is designed for you to be able to breathe. It's mesh. It's more porous than the mask you wear to prevent the virus from spreading. Right. And you got to put it over your nose and your mouth. So you'll be able to breathe and the spit sock better than your mask that you got to wear when you go into Walmart or the restaurant for like two seconds and sit down and take it off anyway. So these people are out there protesting that. Now you see some blurred images on the screen. They're butt naked, right? They're totally nude. 
and I've seen the one that's not censored and they are nude. <laughs> okay. And the two right here, they're kind of modest. The guy right there got his drawers on and she has on like, you know what I'm saying? Some, some underwears to prevent all the stuff from hanging out. But their counterparts are butt naked and the majority white except for the one person right there. And I count six people. And the one guy who is naked, who was censored out in the previous picture, he has Black Lives Matter scrawled on his back. Now, I don't know what that is. Is that a prison tattoo? Is that some ink, some chalk, crayon, magic marker? I have no idea. You know, let's, let's go make it be permanent marker. And you know what I'm saying? So you could just have that on your back rest of your life. And you see the, the spit hood over his head. Now, my thing is this. Can they breathe or not? Nah? If they can breathe, then what are they even doing? What's the protest about? <laughs> I don't really get it. They're just trying to get some attention. How about this? How about put your, put your clothes on, put, put, your, put your stuff away. I don't want to see that. That's actually not legal to be outside butt naked like that, okay? That's called indecent exposure. I don't want to see your willy. Put your clothes on and go to work if you have a job or go do something. If you're not working right now because of the virus, do something with your life rather than being out here being butt naked, okay? But I digress. The whole point is that rather than dealing with all that stuff, rather than having to be in that environment, uh, Laurent Singletary and the rest of the command staff from Rochester were like, you know what, we're out. Let's cash out right now. Let's retire and go to Florida, go somewhere else and not even deal with this nonsense anymore. All right. So it, it is what it is, <laughs> man. Yeah. These y'all, if you out there protesting, please stop. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> I know you guys that are watching are not out there protesting, but those that are, are just losing their mind. I don't know what's going on. Is it because you be kind of like to yourself for a while because of the virus or were you just crazy anyway? And you want an outlet to display your craziness. Whatever the case may be, I'm not trying to see some man, you know what I'm saying, butt naked with a hood over his head. I just don't want to see that. I don't want to see anybody doing that. Put your clothes on. That's all I got to say. Put your clothes on. Be a civilized person. Don't be nude out there in the street. Simple as that. All right. Oh, the smell is just, psh, come on. And they're on the ground, like the ground floor. Yeah, that's not really, that's, that's not the wave. That's not really cool at all. So, Yeah. If you're going to sit on the ground, put some drawers on at least and just have that be that. Yeah, he died a week later. Exactly. They're talking about asphyxiation from what? Like, did, did, did they strangle him with the hood as you can breathe in easier than you can breathe in a mask? Like, what caused the asphyxiation? The man was on drugs. Unfortunately, he died as a result of drugs. That happens. You have drug overdoses. It's not even difficult to understand. And then beyond the old protester and stuff like that, they're trying to say that Laurent Singletary and the police department in Rochester tried to cover it up. Cover what up? We all saw what was going on on the tape. He was high as gas, you know, back when it was like $4 a gallon in the United States. He was high. And unfortunately, sometimes you die as a result of being high. No rhyme intended. So, yeah, I, I do enjoy fighting a good fight, Danny, because I got to keep putting out the real information. The media will put out whatever they want you to hear. I got to put out the reality. I got to be the counterbalance. And also, I got to serve stories that you don't hear because some things I put on the channel, they say, hey, I've not heard about it and I live in the area. I get that a lot. They say, hey, I live in X, Y, and Z place. I never even heard about this. 
Thank you for giving me the information that I need to know where I live at. All right. Thank you to Wayne Steed who says, Hey, ABL, do you think Joe Biden would have tried to smell Cardi B's? Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't read that one. Thank you for your donation. All right. Let's get into the um, super chats here and then we get into the calls a little bit later. Again, thank you all again for being here. Let's get into them. Shout out to SF Native Son for becoming a member of the ABL squad. Thank you to my man, Charles Hunter Jr. Hey, Charles, I got your card, sir. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. And if you guys want to send me something out there in the world, go to my website, anthonyblogan.com. There's a contact page on there. My email and my snail mail are on there. And if you send me an email, I do read them, but I get inundated with so many emails. I probably can't respond, but I do read everything. You guys give me good news tips, good information, words of encouragement. I get it all. Okay. And I have done videos based on some of your news tips. So I thank y'all for doing that. But Charles says, ABO, no doubt you heard how President Trump ordered an end to the poisonous propaganda that is critical race theory training in all federal agencies. I did hear about that. I need to do a video on it. I'm kind of late to the party on that one, but I did hear about that. That's a good thing. And I want that to continue once we get to, you know, state level as well, because that's a toxic type thing that's happening all over the nation beyond just the federal um, agencies. Shout out to Zachary Titchen who says, statistic, 93% of BLM protests have been peaceful. <laughs> okay. Now, I saw that same stat, but also in the, in the, that, that stat came from a particular set of data. And that data also say that there's been 616 riots in 222 different cities as a result of BLM this year. So 93% of peaceful protests, but over 616 riots, 222 different cities. That's a lot of cities and a lot of riots. So that's not really a good stat to hang your hat on. Zachary also says, Candace, no wins, gets wrecked by Cardi B big time. Okay, now how did, she get, how did that happen? Cardi B could barely even string some basic words together. Uh, what, what is politics? You tell me what politics is. If you can't even say the word politics, then you've already pretty much, you know, dug a quick little hole for yourself. And the context and, and the content of what she was saying was pretty much empty. She didn't really say much at all. It was kind of like just childish ins insults and not really anything major. Thank you to Plumber Works who says, you demand ABO. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Shout out to Louis Green who says, Trump 2020. Thank you for that. Shout out to my man, Jericho Green. And congrats on 200K, sir. Jericho Green hit 200,000 subscribers. Big milestone for sure. And if you guys are not subscribed to Jericho Green, go ahead and do that right now. But Jericho says Trump took major steps in January. Less, 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 the less, can I just get it together? The less desperation is ugly. Exactly. He took big steps in January. Okay, no Chinese travel. Let's cut it off right now. When he did that, what did they say? Oh, you are. You're racist, you're a xenophobe, you hate the Chinese, all this and that. Nancy Pelosi said, hey, go to Chinatown, it's all good. Get, get, get you some egg drop soup, all that good stuff, right? That's what they said back then. But now they're trying to say he didn't do enough and he was taking it lightly and downplaying it, all this and that. Thank you to Andrea Timmers who says, thank you, ABL, for all you do. Thank you for that, I appreciate you. Thank you to Wayne Howie for your donation. 
Uh, Retro Gamer 81, thank you for your donation. He says, do you think there's any truth to the wildfires being started deliberately to get relief funds and or push climate changes real? Uh, no, because wildfires always happen. There's no need to do that. And they already pretty much get money for what they want over in California. Well, they got their state money that they're pretty much running up a big debt on. So they already do that. Shout out to, let me see, Threat Level Midnight. No, before I do that. Thank you to Charles Harlan Jr. who says, Tucker, Hannity, Laura, Jesse Waters, Judge Janine, Steve Hilton, Mark Levin, Greg Gutfeld, uh, Harris Faulkner, Shannon Beam are the ones I watch on Fox News. Exactly. 1,000%. They're great people. I like Harris Faulkner. I like Je um, Je Jesse Waters is cool. Tucker, of course, I like. Hannity is cool. Uh, Greg is okay, but he's kind of like more of a comedian. Thank you to Threat Level Midnight, who says, of course, the corrupt left will come out against Trump, especially in an election year, Trump 2020, all day long. Thank you for that. Thank you to Handicap Racing, who says, hey, shout out to the homie who nominated President Trump for a Nobel Peace Prize. It's overdue and well-deserved. I hope he gets it. Yes. Shout out to Trump for getting a Nobel Peace Prize nomination for the UAE-Israel deal, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, that's going to be, hopefully he wins it. If he wins that Nobel Peace Prize, oh my goodness. The left will completely melt down, but he should win it because he's been the big time anti-war president, big time anti-war, no new wars. You, you're taking, you, you're sending troops home and, you know, he's been the big time anti-war president, unlike Barack Obama, uh, AKA John uh, Obama. Thank you to Scott Jellyman who says, my man, ABL, always on point. Keep up the good work, sir. Thank you for that, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, also, Maria Bartiromo. Yes, shout out to Maria Bartiromo. Thank you to American Patriot who says, Spread the truth, ABL will do. Thank you for that. Thank you to Jesus Tehran or Jesus Tehran who says, Trump 2020. Thank you for that. Shout out to uh, Salt and Light. Hopefully I, you, hopefully I said your name right. Who says, the teachers wanted signed statements from conservative parents saying that they would not listen to classes, but they're recording classes without consent. Exactly, yeah. You're right about that. I remember that. So I forget where this was, but there was a school district somewhere that said that they wanted the parents to not monitor the classes. And they wanted to sign a statement that they're not going to monitor the classes, right? So the parents can't monitor, but the school board can record. And who's getting the recordings? Who's able to watch it that we don't know? Is it going to be the teachers, higher-ups, contractors, quote-unquote, People in India or something like that. Who's going to watch these uh, tapes of my kids? What's going on? Shout out to America. Hold on. America, we stand who says, ABL, I was wondering why Cardi B wasn't on camera. Candace called it. She was reading the script. Thank you to Plastic Pellets who says, Kerfuffle. Thank you to Nippon who says, Trump will win by 400 plus electoral college votes. I'm calling it now. Thank you to Wayne C for your donation. Thank you to Mandy Renee who says, I love watching you. Thanks for spreading the truth. Thank you to 2JZ240Z, who says, my whole family loves your content. ABO, thanks for keeping it real. Much love for California. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Thank you to Cora Marie for your donation. Thank you to GGM, who says, New York Times released article proving 90% of um, positive COVID tests should have been negative. Wow. Okay, I got to check that one out. But let me just go ahead and screenshot that and go back to it. Thank you to Mandy Renee, who says, can you talk, hold on, a little bit about yourself? Hold on. Can you talk a little bit about yourself? Thoughts on teachers like myself being forced to teach BLM narrative in schools? I'm struggling. I, I mean, that's a rough one right there. 
I'm not really sure where you're at and what the politics are, but that's got to be a political issue coming from city council, mayor, school board, all working together. But it's it's really rough. I'm not sure what to say, except for it's got to be a political issue and one that could be fought politically as well. You know, go to city council meetings, go to school board meetings or do whatever you can to fight against it because that's not cool at all. Shout out to Jeffrey Mai for the good job emoji. Thank you to Marie or Marky, pardon me, Marky K, who says, great show as always, ABL, keep up the good fight. Will do. Thank you for that. Shout out to JVS H-Town, who says, the entire education system in America needs to be changed. Get rid of overpaid admins, take politics out. Smaller community groups or parent groups will do much better and be healthier for students. I'm, I'm with you. See, the issue with that is you got these big cities like New York City and stuff like that. It's going to be hard. Shout out to Andy B for the becoming a member of the ABO squad. Thank you to Flick Story Entertainment who says, I got a surprise today in the mail, an application for absentee ballot, Trump 2020. Thank you to Shannon Schaefer who says, did you hear about Alec Scarlatos running against Defagio? Armed vet that thwarted a terrorist threat in, pre in Paris. Okay, I'll check him out. I've not heard about that, but I will check him out. Thank you to Warrior Knight who says, you rock, cheers from Los Angeles, California. Shout out to you. Appreciate you, boss. Thank you to Leo Mazzino, who says Candace and the stuffy was the best. Oh, yeah, the stuffed animals. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was another response that she had. That was fantastic. Shout out to her for that. Thank you to Dylan Williams, who says, hey, BLM, your new video helped me win an argument I was losing. Thank you for being you. Love the content. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate you. And yeah, you know what? They are winning. They're proving us on our side right every single day they're doing it so if they are trying to help us win then it's working it really is thank you to rebecca caruso for your donation and also to jay matt who says keep doing it man will do for sure all right let's get to the calls you guys you already know what time it is the number to call 434-658-1220 again 434-658-1220 i saw that deborah she uh, deborah says have you heard abl about the new rules on winning an Oscar leader must be black or brown. I, it's got to be some kind of like um, diversity thing they, they want to have. But that was always there. Maybe they updated it because it was this thing a while back called Oscars So White. Remember that whole thing? Then they had to change up the so-called diversity going on then. I remember that. So that's not really anything new. But maybe they've updated it to say specifically they got to be black or brown. I don't really know. But hey, it is what it is. Let's get to the calls. The number is always in the description box below. And it's also going to be right here in the ticker. At a certain point, you'll see it. 434-658-1220. Let me start my Skype right now. So you can go ahead and get everything rocking and rolling. If you want to appear on Skype through audio and video, there's an email for that in the description box below. Check it on night. Get on in. And then you'll be good to go. All right. Let's get on my settings straight. And then we'll be rocking and rolling. Cooking with gas. And... Okay, we got that. 413, you know, line, who am I speaking to? My name is Chris. How are you doing, ABL? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, this Zoom stuff has got to stop. There's major security flaws with Zoom. Um, it sounds like it's all going into Chinese government data banks. And there's there's um, other issues with it too that pretty much we shouldn't be 
um, using it at all, and it sure as heck shouldn't be the uh, the go-to video conferencing system that all schools are going to be using and have been. You know what? The, the whole thing with China, that's that's a real thing because uh, all, 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 all these Chinese products – We've learned that it's going to go straight to the Chinese Communist Party. If you operate over there as a business, you got to have them as part of the team. They're going to be having access to everything. It's a communist country. You have no choice. I mean, this could be they are choosing which students are acceptable, which students are not. That mm. goes into the social scoring thing. Yeah. And when it's, when it's like, okay, well, this student has been good. These students haven't been. And... <laughs> so far, what's happening isn't very appealing overall from uh, organ harvesting, the world of... You ever read Leslie Marmon Silco? No. All right, she's pretty liberal, right? Uh, she just is. But uh, she wrote, I, I forget which novel it was, but she she's talking about organ, organ harvesting and the movement of, of you know, like through... You know the southern border, and this was in the eighties. You know, I'm like, all right, it's just gotten so much worse. So if we got, so let's jump back to the, if they're choosing with this Zoom conferencing, who is fitting whatever needs, <laughs> whichever powers need whatever they need in terms of people, capital, organs brain, you know, the smart people, not smart people go this way, smart people go that way. It's just too, it just allows too much. It's it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare. I can't even, all right, you see, I'm frustrated. Have a good night, guys. Take care. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, see ya. All right, shout out to the caller. Hey, I, I want to plug something right quick. I'm not getting paid for this. It's not an ad. I just want to plug it because it's in it to me and I like it. Okay, now shout out to what's this? FaceMaskNotRequired.com. They, they sent me these. I probably, you guys can't probably see it, but these are wristbands. You see, face is not not required. You see, and then on the back it says, um, "HIPAA privacy enforced." That's like the little medical sign right there. Hold on, there it is. Yeah. So that's face mask not required.com. Again, not an ad. I'm I'm just I'm just giving them a shout out because I want to. I like it. They send it to me. I'm like, okay, I like that. So I'll give them a little bit of love. Just because I want to. All right, let's get to the next call. Let's go. All right. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? I heard you well. Everything's good. Can't complain. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Okay. There's an anti-racist. Um, oh, hold on. Okay, you you, you want meet there for a minute. I'm sorry. So say say it one more time for the audience so they can hear you. 
Oh, yeah. I was always, the last time I called, I was talking about how, you know, the schools are indoctrinating the kids. Well, now I found a book um, that's uh, for the babies. It's called Anti-Racist Baby, a board book. It's on Amazon, and uh, it's got four-and-a-half-star reviews. And I just wanted to read to you a little bit of it so you can hear what it says, because it's for babies. Um, let's, let's go for it. It says, babies are taught to be racist or anti-racist. There's no neutrality. Take these nine steps to make equity or reality. And then you see, you know, like the letter blocks, and they spell race. Okay, so the baby's already spelling race. Um, and then it says, open your eyes to all skin colors. Anti-racist baby learns all the colors, not because race is true. If you claim to be colorblind, you deny what's right in front of you. Use your words to talk about race. No one will see racism if we stay silent, if we don't name racism, if we won't stop being so violent. Uh, a baby board book. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think that uh, babies would understand anything. And uh, now they're saying, open your eyes and see race. Literally, those are the words in the book. Yeah, you know, babies literally have no idea what's going on. We're talking about that. They're just trying to, mm -mm. you know, goo-goo gaga. Like, they're trying to get my mom and daddy out down. They don't know nothing about race, all this other woke SJW stuff they're trying to talk about. So I'm thinking this, they can't wait to get into the schools. This will probably get into some daycares now, I guess, or nurseries or oh. whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's, that's going to happen because it's already in K-12. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the next step, now I was saying that years ago, and people that mm -hmm. I, I knew from Virginia, they were saying, oh, you're exaggerating and it never happened. I'm like, you know, look, they're talking about transgenderism. They're going to talk. They're going to yep. have that in school. And you gonna have little kids talking about it. Oh, that never happened. Watch. And here we are now, right now. So it's, it's really important. Yeah, it's, it's really important to fight against itself so it doesn't go any further than what it already has gone, which is way too far. Well, I'm a little optimistic because the president is removing that critical race theory for um, federal um, employees, so maybe that means that he'll also get rid of these other nonsense things that they're doing in the schools. But I don't know if he has, you know, if he has any control over that. Probably not, because I'm thinking private companies can put that stuff in their HR department if they want to, or I guess the schools he can't prevent it. Although he said he was going to cut funding from the schools if they did teach that kind of thing. I don't. I think that's like the latest. I'm not sure. I hope because it's nuts. And then I was thinking about that ESPN guy, the crybaby. Yeah. And <laughs> let me tell you, I think that was cringier than the guy who walked off the set, who took off his microphone, the one that was with Shaq and the other guy. He was actually cringier than him because this guy broke down. But I don't understand the tears because either he was acting or he was afraid of losing his job or he felt pressure. Because why don't they shed these tears about the kids? That eight-year-old girl that just died in Chicago, right? Nobody talks about that. Nobody tells you to say their name. Nobody's hurt over the violence. It's like they completely ignore it as if it doesn't exist. And then they get over emotional about this stuff, which reminds me, you know, it's another thing. Can we talk about police brutality and police reform without turning all these victims into martyrs? Right. I mean, that's that's pretty important. I mean, let's just talk about it in a in real and a, a grown and adult way. They want to have the emotional thing because that's the only thing they can really do to get you hooked into what they want. 
they want to go really extreme. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to use the emotional thing. And then they're trying to virtue sitting on and say, hey, I'm not racist. I broke down and cried and I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. But it's just really crazy. I'm thinking he don't want to get jumped, maybe. The, the same way that they arrest the politicians when they left the RNC. Maybe he thinks they're going to do that to him if he, if he don't ball on TV. And then... um. The last thing, because I know you got a million calls, the Cardi B and the Candace, it's so funny because she tells her that she's likely to get killed by her husband, and people were really upset about that. Um, you know, how dare she say such a thing? But there's a story that came out, I don't know if you heard of it, and the only reason why I know about it is because I saw someone's walkaway story. She was a former Democrat. She used to work for the Democratic campaigns, and she's now a Republican. And, her, and in her family recently, um, someone was shot by their boyfriend, um, kill the mom, kill the girlfriend, and shot the brother. And I just wanted to let you know, in case you didn't hear about it, if you want to check it out, it was on WTSP. Um, the boy that survived, I think his name is Malachi Williams, and um, it happened in Dunwoody, Georgia. So if you ever want to do a video about that, because that's literally what Candace was talking about. The boyfriend killed the girlfriend, the mom, and the, 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 the brother survived. So wow. there we go. Exactly. And it was just, I think, this, these past few days. But that's it. That's all I got. Thank you, ABL. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. All right. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. Great call. And let's get to the next one here. Let's go. Okay. 607, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 607. Hello? Yes. Who am I speaking to? Uh, ABL, good evening. All righty. What's happening? Uh, not a whole lot. Hey, um, maybe I want to talk about uh, two subjects. Uh, I'm, I'm, I apologize for, uh, for, for uh, it was based on uh, two, two of the YouTubers I was listening to earlier. Um, one individual, uh, it was about the, I, I don't want to say their names because I don't want to promote them. I, I think that's, I think that's kind of tacky. Uh, nevertheless, uh, one was uh, talking about the, the actual movie Mulan, the new one by uh, Disney. You said what now? And the movie Mulan, the okay. new live action, live action one. And he brought up a very good point of why we should boycott this movie. Okay, so why should we? Because they actually put down in the credits that they actually thank the CCP and. Um, area. It's pretty much the area. I apologize. I can't remember the name of the place. It's in Chinese, but it's the actual area right nearby where they're beating the Uyghur Muslim concentration camps. And they actually think the actual defense agency or the security agency that actually runs those camps. Hold on. Wait a minute. So, what? Wait. Okay. You said the agency runs the the, the Uyghur camps. What are you talking about? Which which agency are you talking about? I as I said, as I say, I'm sorry, I cannot remember their names off the top of my head, but they literally had, in, in the very end, they actually got massive slack for this. You can probably Google it, um, where they they had, like, special thanks to, like, a certain security oh. agency of the CCP. Oh, okay. And that security agency runs the Uyghur Muslim camps, and they actually filmed it in the, in the district or, I guess, the area, whatever, county, whatever, right next to the Uyghur Muslims. Wow. Okay, I got you. So basically, the live action Mulan, for those that are in the audience, the live action Mulan was filmed right there, right next to the, the Uyghur Muslim camps. And the security they had also ran security for the Uyghur Muslim camps. So basically, they, they are involved with 
that whole situation. Yeah, and the very end of the credits, they have like a special thanks to the to that actual entity. Wow. I can't remember the name of the entity, but they filmed it nearby. I don't know exactly where, but they filmed it nearby. Wow. Crazy. Not surprised. Yeah. Because really, one thing that people don't talk about is how Hollywood has been conquered by the Chinese. They don't want to talk about that because mm-hmm. any any big budget blockbuster movie has to be made with the Chinese audience in mind. Always. Because sometimes you might have more money that comes from China than domestically in America for a movie. So, yeah, that's that's really your thing. Uh, now, the next thing I want to talk about uh, for another, um, was from a different YouTuber. Unfortunately, from him, from his perspective, you can't find it anymore because they took the page down. But it was a University of Michigan. I apologize. I can't remember the exact name. And there actually was an article written about it. Uh, however, um, this uh, university in Michigan, they decided to have a non-POC cafe. Hold on. A, a non-POC or POC cafe? Non. Uh-oh. Only. So wait a minute. So wait, 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 wait. So basically a white cafe, whites, whites only? Pretty much. Wow. <laughs> hey, it's a matter of time because okay, if you got the POC cafe, the non POC white white only be going backwards. You going back in time? Hey, that's 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 where we at nowadays. I I, I I can't believe this. I mean, seriously. I mean, I thought we were supposed to judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. I mean, that's what I was taught as a I, white person. That's what I was taught. Me too. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I don't get it. I just don't. But nevertheless, I know you have a lot of other customers, and have yourself a good evening, sir. Right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Bye-bye. Okay. Hold on one second. Now, I, I got an email about that, actually, earlier. Um. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Here here we go. Let's We're going to get into it right now. I'm going to do a video on this tomorrow because this this is this is good. This is good. Very good. Okay, let's let's check it out. All right. Because it's got to be Hold on. Matter of fact, before I go into that, let's let's just check it out. Now, it says from UFM Dearborn, the non-POC cafe or the white cafe. Anyway, I wonder what the menu looks like at the nine. I mean, who cares about? That's just silly. To make a little corny joke. I mean, what you got? You got some kebabs or whatnot anyway. Okay, so they got two cafes, competing cafes. <laughs> okay, here's here's a little flyer. UM Dearborn. It's like the, the the Snapchat or Instagram. I don't know. Non POC cafe. The non POC people of color cafe is a space for students that do not identify as persons of color to gather and discuss their experience as students on campus and as non POC in the world. Hosted by the Center for Social Justice and Inclusion. This is beautiful. Hilarious. We literally got an all-white cafe. Ups. L. Civil rights rolling in their grave. Rolling in their grave. I got spit on. I got all kind of stuff thrown on me. And you want to go back to that talking about it's inclusive? This is this is rich. This oh man. <laughs> Oh my goodness. 
and that, now they got the they got the got the bipod cafe, you know, because I I was saying or thinking in my mind, okay, if you got a black only space or a person of color only space, then you got to have a white only space too, right? Makes sense. Bipod cafe, the bipod black, indigenous, and people of color, which means non-white, is a space for students. Student students from marginalized racial, ethnic, cultural communities to gather and to relate with one another and to discuss their experience as students on campus, as people of the world, <laughs> and it's also by the same people. This is going to be oh, man. So it's a, it's a Zoom session. So how does it make any sense? So they, they they're gonna have a, a segregated Zoom call. This is so retarded. Anyway, let's go back to the calls. But I'm doing a video on that tomorrow. It, man. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, call on our speaker to 217. I'm calling the ABL. You're speaking to me right now, boss. What's happening? Oh, I, uh, I wanted to tell you about something happened in my hometown today. All righty. I'm seeing you live, and, and you're talking to me. Yeah, there, it's, it's, it's a delay, so don't watch this on the live stream. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I turned it down. Uh, I wanted to tell you, I sent you an email this morning. I know you get too many to read, but we had a shooting, and uh, police shooting, uh, deputy sheriff in my hometown, uh, Paducah, Kentucky. Okay. Hey, it's an honor to talk to you. I've been watching you a while. I really like it. Anyway, uh, you already knew that, or I wouldn't be calling. <laughs> um, uh, they somebody stole a truck, and it, it had OnStar, and so they found the truck. Uh, they tracked it. When they caught up to the guy, he got out with a gun, and well, they shot him. Shot him dead. And the first thing I thought, and everybody in the whole community thought, my wife sent it to me this morning. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, the first thing I'm thinking is, God, I hope that guy's white. <laughs> because it'll burn down our city. <laughs> right, right. If he's not. Because he's got the gun pointed at the sheriff. Sheriff shot him. And uh, anyway, turned out he was white. But I, it's just a crazy story. It's just, you know, if you go up here in East, uh, Tennessee. If you go up north and come west, across to Paducah, Kentucky, you know, uh, not that far from it. Uh, man, it's like the whole everybody, you know, is sending stuff around. It's like, uh oh, let's hope he's white. <laughs> it's just much. It's much, you know. Uh, anyway, you're not on the live stream right now. That's weird. Now I'm on right now, but the, 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 you can't you can't watch the stream because it's delayed, so you it, it won't keep up with what's going on. But I, I am on right now. You're on live right now, so it, it's all good. But yeah, that that story, I, I did get your email and I saw that, and I was like, man, hopefully that guy's white because if he's not, it's going to be an issue. You know, like you got uh, uh, just a regular town up there in Kentucky, and you're gonna have a bunch of people from, coming from all over the country coming in there. But you know what? If you got a more conservative place, people are kind of armed. They, they tend to kind of stay away. They don't really want to deal with that too much. They go to the more liberal areas where it's kind of allowed. That's, that's generally what they do because they don't want to come in contact with a person that can defend themselves. That's how they operate. They're, they're cowards and they, they prey on the weak. And you guys out there are not weak. I know that for sure. 
you got that right. It, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, I got I got guns just like you do. Last thing I'd ever want to do in my entire life is shoot somebody, take their life. But come to my house, mess with me. Now we got a problem. That's you right. Know, that's why I'm. That's why I'm. Home. Anyway, I did. I wanted to share that story with you, but I mean, the the, well, the underlying story is the. I wasn't the only one. My wife wasn't the only one. It, the whole community is like, oh, man, let's hope that guy wasn't black. Because I mean, it was a justified shooting, but that's not going to stop you. But you're you're right about, um, yeah, they probably wouldn't pick coming here, you know. Uh, yeah. Everybody owns, everybody owns guns, and we don't put up with it. But... Uh, uh, but it is bad. It's spreading all over the country. Anyway, I just wanted to share that story with you, and and it's great to talk to you. Uh, if you ever come to Paducah, I'll take you to Starnes Barbecue. Well, sounds good to me, man. Thank <laughs> you for your call. Thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate all right, you. Thank you. All right, now. All right, you too. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, it's sad that you got to be like, man. Please let them be white because that's the way it is now. Like I said before, if you got a white guy to get shot by police, eh, no big deal. Ain't no problem. But if he's black, he could be high on drugs. He could be a rapist or whatever. They don't care. They can come out here and protest. And, and, and not protest, but really just, you know, screech at people, try to fight and everything else. <laughs> Shout out to Marie Stark for the donation. She says, got to see that non-POC show tomorrow. Hot topic. <laughs> man, that, oh man, I can't wait to do a video on that one. That's going to be fun. Because that's going to just... It, it proves the point that I've been making about these segregated spaces. We're going backwards in time, but I'll save that for then. Let's get back to the calls. Three, one, two, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, hey, what's up? It's Denny from Chicagoland. How are you, man? Everything's good, man. Can't complain about yourself. I'm doing well. I'm just sitting here. I was turning on the live stream. I tried calling you a couple weeks ago, and wasn't able to get through, so I figured I'd give you a shout tonight, and uh, lucky me. Sounds good, man. So what's happening? Well, you know, I'm just sitting here watching the media, and it's just so much hypocrisy. It's horrible. I'm talking to a friend of mine at lunch today, and uh, totally feels the same way. I just saw something. I don't know if you remember the uh, story from a few weeks ago during the, uh, the DNC convention, and that seven-year-old kid who... Uh, those two nasty women that took his hat and ripped up his signs and all that stuff. Yeah. I heard that they are getting charged with a hate crime and all this other stuff. I was totally surprised to read that, but very happy. That's excellent. Hopefully they'll get, uh, hopefully they'll get the, their just desserts for acting like a couple of savages. That's excellent because, but, uh, you know, people a lot of times get bullied politically and there's no real, you know, there's no real punishment that comes as a result. A slap on the wrist or nothing at all. So I'm glad it's a hate crime because that's what it was. It's pure hate. Yeah. Unlike unlike the whack charge of the, what was it, the uh, when they defaced the graffiti in front of Trump Tower and they, the, the couple put some black paint on it and they got charged with a hate crime. I think I remember you made a video about that and you mentioned it in one of your videos. I'm like, that's ridiculous. That was crazy. But, I mean, you're talking about the ground. Like, yeah. how, how was it a hate crime to cross out some stuff on the ground? It didn't make any sense at all. Yep, yep. But this this poor kid, you know, I, I'm really glad that I saw that. But, you know, anyway, man, I just wanted to call and tell you that I really enjoy watching your videos. You, uh, 
you're very entertaining number one that's important and it's it's good stories that you know we don't get from the uh most of the criminal liberal media that's out there so uh i just wanted to tell you that i'm a big supporter um you know started watching you probably six eight months ago and enjoy every every new video you got out there man and i'm just really uh happy to uh to be part of the uh the abl fan club i guess <laughs> well thank you for that man definitely appreciate you yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you too. I'm gonna I'm gonna let someone else go ahead and have a turn, but uh, I appreciate you answering my call, and uh, I'm gonna get back to watching watching you engage with some other folks. All right, now take care. Have a good one. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's get back to the calls. The two one five. You're on line. Who am I speaking to? Hi. Good evening. Hello. How's everything? Hi. How are you tonight? I, I, I can't complain. Everything's pretty good. Everything's pretty good over here in Philadelphia. I'm just calling to express my gratitude to you for your efforts and the time that you put into making these videos and your insights. I'm an attorney out here in Philadelphia and a former uh, Lawyers Guild and uh, far-left person. And uh, and I am very grateful for, for your, your contribution to the information see that's out there you're tremendous well thank you i appreciate that now i gotta ask a question um sure what what made you go from the far left to being wherever you are right now i mean are you are you on the right now like where are you right now and what what, uh, made, what made you do it i am i consider myself a 20 20th century democrat uh which is may as well be in the be a dinosaur. Um, it was the racism of the left that I could no longer tolerate. I, I was sold that it was a, a, a movement of, of peace, harmony, equality, and I found that it was just uh, an inversion of standard prejudices. And I said, this is no better than, than the alternative. And that this, it was too hypocritical. But it was a very long process and, uh, and a very painful process, actually, to decide to, to break with... Um, organizations with which I was very active, very painful. I don't know if your process uh, in your journey was just as painful or if it was just crystal clear and you moved on, but uh, I, I had to mourn it. I really did. And, uh, yeah, it was the racism. I couldn't stomach it. So I'm in the middle. I'm, in the, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a libertarian with a little L. Well, I'm glad because, you know, that is, that's much better – that's, that's a much more uh, rational place than being far on the left. So I'm glad you're able to make that decision. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say the same thing. It's like, you know, they're, they're too far out there. They're too crazy. They've they've gone over the edge. It's like, who wants to be affiliated with that? I mean, it's just it's just too much. Like I was just talking about earlier um, in Michigan University. They have um, two cafes. One is the, the BIPOC cafe. That's the black indig indigenous people of color. And the other one is a nine POC, which means white only. So it's like, are we going back there? I thought we were supposed to be advancing and progressing. That's not very progressive no, to me. No, we're back to we're back to uh, Jim Crow. We're back to the same segregation. However, it's it's brought about by the pre people who were originally persecuted under those laws. I find it I find it outrageous and humiliating, and especially since. These the people who are promoting these things are not speaking for the people who are who who feel differently and are shamed into silence. 
or beaten beaten into silence. And I, I take a lot of I take a lot of uh, guff when I post things. I have a lot of friends on both sides of the uh, of the table. I'm also in the arts, so I have a lot of very liberal friends. And and, and uh, I I I've had people unfriendly unfriend me when I open up issues to discussion. I say, is there another perspective to this? And they there the the response is unfriend people I've known for 40, 40 I'm in my 50s, so people I've known for years. Um, you know, I hope I've become saner as I've gotten older. That was, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm certainly just, I still have a fire in my belly for, for justice, but uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to beat somebody into it. That's outrageous. Exactly. Outrageous. And so thank you for, for your, con- I, it's no easy job what you do to make sure you're on the air and you analyze everything and you, I mean, this is to stay, it takes a lot of stamina and, uh, and your, your insights are terrific. They're really, really, you're spot on, spot on. And you're very funny. <laughs> I, I find you, I find you funny. Your sense of irony really just makes my day. I look forward to your broadcasts. I thank you for your support and your call. I definitely appreciate you. Have a wonderful evening. All right. Now, same to you. Thank you. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. Commercial break for a paid ad. Um, you guys download the official Trump 2020 app. We know what's happening with the media. They keep putting out fake stories, talking about, oh, Trump said he wanted to downplay the virus and he wanted to kill everybody, all this, that, and the third, a bunch of fake stuff from the lamestream media. Uh, download the official Trump 2020 app. Verify it with your number and you'll be good to go. Rock and rolling is 100% free. There's a link in the description box and also right here. And the chat box is real right over there, over my left hand shoulder, beneath you, well, beneath me in the chat and also in the description box. Click on that link right there. Get your official Trump 2020 app straight from the Trump campaign. Not any kind of bootleg stuff straight from the actual Trump campaign right now today. All right. Let's get back to the calls. And you know, you know the number. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Six seven eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, this is Chris ABL. How are you? Everything's good. Can't complain about yourself. I am well. Um, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here since the '50s when I was born. Um, my mom worked with Dr. King back in the day, and way back when, when he died, we went to the wake. My parents couldn't get into the funeral, but we stood in line for eight and a half hours to file along the sidewalk to get into Ebenezer Baptist to pay our respects. My parents befriended the couples in front and behind us. Actually, we were one of only four white families in that line, but my mom worked with Dr. King back then. So anyway, um, I'm just wondering if you are familiar with the family, the two women in Brunswick, Georgia, that have purchased a 97-acre tract of land and they are calling it Freedom, Georgia. This past weekend, they held their first official event. It was the all-black campout for Labor Day. No whites allowed. Um, it seems like this generation is going backwards instead of keeping some move forward. Yeah, and it, it really shouldn't be like that. Just like I was saying earlier about the um, the, the cafe, one uh people of color cafe the other one is all white so it was like okay what are we doing on college campuses are we going backwards in time they, they call themselves progressive but they're really regressing back to a day where we don't want to go back to that we fought to end so it's just really strange yeah, it, go ahead 
Yeah, it's both, it's both races that are doing this. So it's not just whites and it's not just blacks, but it's just wrong. You know, Dr. King gave his life up for that. And I was raised that we're, we're not black, yellow, blue, and green. We're God's children. You know, you know, it's strange. You peel the skin off of any one of us. We're all identically the same under the surface. And there's not one person out there that would turn down a kidney or a liver from somebody of a different racial background. That's right. It's just, it just blows my mind. Um, yeah, there, there's this place down, down by Brunswick where, near, near where uh, Ahmaud Aubrey was killed. That is probably the only one, in my personal opinion, that's probably the only one that everybody's protesting about, that he, have, he may have been more innocent than what appears to be. He literally was jogging. And I don't think he was scouting out, looking for good stuff to, you know, tools and stuff to steal from that home building site. Um, he couldn't put him in his, in his running shorts, you know. It's just, it's a shame. All of the rest of them were involved in one kind of criminal activity or another. And it's, I'm, I'm really getting tired of the media right now forcing stuff down our throats, saying that they've done a study on the percentage blacks to run into trouble in a traffic stop against the percentage of whites to run into trouble during a traffic stop. And they're saying it, that blacks are ex- expressly targeted. But when you start talking about percent, they're only looking at people that were pulled over. They're not looking at the whole entirety of the community, where those people live, whether they're black or white. How can you divide the percentages fairly if you're not including everybody? You're only including the people that had a reason to be pulled over because they violated a traffic law. Does that make sense? No, I mean, I, I see where you're going, for sure. Yeah, I mean, their scientific evidence is not very scientific. Right. Their arguments aren't soundly based. They're just not logical. So anyway, I do appreciate all the work you're doing. You're a voice I listen to frequently. I'm on your squad. And I'm proud to say that I support you. Well, thank you for your call and support. I definitely appreciate you. All right. We'll catch you next time, huh? All right. Now, take care. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. Shout out to the caller. And let's do a few more here. Let's go. Okay. Five eight six. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Five eight six. Who am I speaking to? Uh, it's Wayne. How's it going? All right, thanks. Good, man. Hey, complain about yourself. Ah, oh, doing good. Love the show, my man. It's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, you know, I was calling because, you know, I've been watching a lot of these uh, um, BLM Antifa protesters and whatnot. And, and I've noticed, because, I, you know, I, I'll listen to NPR as well as, you know, watch a lot of different news channels. And, and I've noticed that a lot of the people on the left are basically just downplaying the entire um, significance of this basic Marxist invasion. Well, of course, because they know that these people are on their side. You know, to be eliminated, Tifa, they're on the side of the left. They're the enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. They're able to get things kind of going forward by force that the Democrats can't do by strictly trying to vote and doing things a conventional way. Right. Almost like foot soldiers to the to the party, as some people would say. 
1,000% correct. Oh. And, and they're expendable. They don't get paid anything. Well, sometimes they get paid, but they, they don't get paid from the Democratic Party themselves. They might get paid from some random billionaire out there, but it's kind of a volunteer force that may get paid from external things. It's so, so to them, it's cheap, um, and they get things done. They're not linked to them. It's no, no dirty money. It's all good for them, so they wouldn't say anything bad about them. That would just be kind of like shooting the gift force in the mouth. Yeah, you know, I, I got to tell you, I have a feeling it's going to backfire on them. I, I think there's a lot of centralist people, a lot of libertarians, a lot of independents that are seeing through the smoke screen. Yeah, you're right about that. But see, they're, they're kind of banking on this. They, they think that if they don't do things in, in an extreme way to get certain things passed, it won't get passed anyway. Even if they tried to appeal to the centrists and the moderates and whatnot, it wouldn't even work. So they'll just say, okay, we're going to spread this by the sword rather than trying to do it the correct way because the correct way won't work. That's what they could be thinking in their mind. That's just my opinion, but that's probably but accurate. Actually, yeah, actually, that's quite profound, spreading it by the sword, because that's almost exactly what they're doing. I mean, realistically, have you seen the, have you seen the movie Uncle Tom? You know, when they, when they start talking about how the KKK would keep people from voting voting Republican, it almost seems like that's exactly what you see happening now with, with uh, the Antifa. It's the same thing. There's no difference. It's the same exact thing. And people are already getting killed and everything. It's the same. And then when, when somebody gets killed, it's, it's like the KKK mixed with ISIS to a certain extent. Because I saw one person, uh, I think it might have been uh, Aaron J. Danielson, a Patriot Prayer, may he rest in peace. He got killed by an Antifa member. And then a bunch of them from Antifa recorded this video to put it online talking about Okay, we took out the trash. We didn't even help to do it. We could we could defend ourselves. It's the same thing ISIS does, and they want to have to be publicly known. They go back to the whole lynching thing. You want it to be publicly known that you did it, and it's kind of a deterrent. It's the same thing as a clan, just an updated version. Yeah, what what I thought was interesting is you know I'm from Detroit, and uh, what I thought was interesting is when Trump was saying, "Hey, I'm going to be sending troops out. I'm going to be sending troops out." Um, the mayor of Detroit was basically saying, hey, you know, we haven't had a problem with looting, which is true. We haven't had that much of an issue with that in Detroit. But he said, send some ATF agents to help us keep guns on the stop the streets. And uh, as far as I know, there still hasn't been any looting or anything in Detroit. I look three miles out of it. So it, it seems like it seems like we're spared for once. Usually Detroit's hit pretty heavy whenever stuff hits mm. the fan, you know? Right. But uh, well, I enjoy your show. I just wanted to call and say hello and keep up the good work, my man. And uh, I hope uh, hope all goes well for you this election. Have a good one. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate it. Yep. Bye. All right. Let's get to the next call. And let's go to 416 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, 416 on go up. 801 on the line. Who am I speaking to? ABL, how are you this evening? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. This is the doctor of disaster. All right, man. Hey, What's happening? I wanted to tell you, I've got some things coming out over the next couple of weeks that, uh, as a research scientist, I've investigated. And one of the things is that there is a law on the books that uh, forbids intimidation in voting. And I put a P I'm putting out a PSA that will encourage people when BLM and Antifa try to sway their vote to use it, including the phone number of where to go. Mm. 
And then the other thing I've got going on is I took everything that I could find on the coronavirus for the first 60 days, and I put it into an Excel sheet, and I extrapolated everything. And it appears like the administration as a whole did the right thing, but there is one piece of the administration that it looks like they were trying to undermine everything. Okay. One agency was trying to undermine everything. So, uh, I mean, it's not a silver bullet, but it shows a lot. Right. So, you know, the, the left is just pushing everything they can, especially lies. And, um, you know, I'm trying to, to prove that they are lies. Yeah, I think that once time progresses and what you're doing and once you combine that with what others are doing, we'll be able to get down to the bottom of the lives that are going on and get them out there to the world so we all understand what's happening here. Absolutely. Well, we know what's happening. We just have to prove it to everyone else. That's right. Absolutely. But anyway, I just thought I would holler at you and let you know that I'm finding out quite a lot. Well, I say keep on digging. I know you're going to find a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it, there's so many areas to dig in. It's just not funny. Right. It's not funny. But anyway, I'm going to go ahead and let you get to other calls, but I thought I'd let you know what's going on behind the scenes. Well, thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Talk to you later. All right, now. Thank you, brother. All right, shout out to the call. Great call. All righty, Romer, what's happening? Hey, glad I can get you, ABL. I just uh, wanted to uh, talk about several things going on. Uh, first thing was, uh, oh, my God, the whole uh, debate between uh, Candace Owens and Cardi B. What was going on there? I mean, it was a whole lot going on. <laughs> It, yeah, it was, I mean, the fact that um, the, what I love was the fact that uh, Candace was able to go down to her level without having to insult her intelligence by using the T-Rex doll. That was that was a cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the dolls and whatnot, that was just hilarious to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like Cardi thinks like we're like. Like it's like other callers have said, like you know that we're trying, they're trying to make us go back in time, like to treat us like kids. But um, you know there are ways, like where we could still be, like you know, like kids, but still be more intelligent than the adults of today, who are acting like kids. That's if right. That makes any sense. It does. Yeah. So that was one thing. The num. The second thing I wanted to talk about, like what is like what's going on with that uh, in Rochester. I mean. Seriously, now they're attacking restaurants. It's like, where are we supposed to go next? Next thing you know, they're going to start attacking our houses. There will be nowhere left to hide. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the next thing. They've already kind of done that in certain parts of the country. I think in Portland, they've, they've, they're starting to expand beyond because they're pretty much letting them get this one little area out there in downtown. And so they say, you know what? Okay, rather than just staying down here, how about we just go into the residential area? They um yeah, especially considering Ted Wheeler is gone. So what's left? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. 
so that was number two. And then number three was um, the Byrock, the cafe that they just announced. Like, what was that? I mean, that's 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 the new woke wave. I mean, uh, you got to have a space for black indigenous people of color. So they got to have their own space, BIPOC. And then since there's no space for the whites, they got to have the non-POC space. So now we're back to segregated places. That's where we're at nowadays because... Uh, they're so woke and they're so progressive and um, aware of what's happening. Right. So, yeah. It's like they didn't take, it's like they didn't learn anything in what happened in Australia four years ago. They decided to also make a cafe, but that, but that was going to be exclusive to women. That cafe went bankrupt two years later. <laughs> so it's like, they don't realize that agendas don't cause agendas does not equal profit. It actually equals bankruptcy. So that's uh, that's all I really wanted to talk to you about. Uh, so thanks for inviting me on. I know you got a lot of people going on. So uh, thanks again. And uh, keep it going. All right. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take care. All right. Let's get to the next one. And let's see. 770, oh, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony. It's David, man. How you doing? Let me meet this TV. Alrighty. Doing all right now, buddy? Everything's good, man. Watch yourself. Oh, man, we good. David and Miss Lisa, thank you for taking our call right off the bat. Alrighty. Hey, uh, the, the, what, what the person was asking earlier about the college campuses, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, listened, I listened to a deal on Title Mother Night, and he was talking about the privilege of star football players, you know? Yeah. Imagine they could go anywhere they wanted to, is what he put it. Oh, yeah, they could do whatever they want. I mean, they got they got the money to do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, man, have you heard anything about the double voting here in Georgia? No, I've not heard about that. I, I hadn't heard a whole lot about it, just the bits and pieces of... They said it was like a thousand people double voted or something. Something like that. I, I don't know. But, I mean, it's, hey, it's, I just it's, want to bring awareness to the mail-in voting. Our Corona-19 numbers are going down throughout the southeast. We can all go vote. No big deal. Yeah, it's, it's hey, not... Hey, man, keep on doing what you're doing. I think Lisa wants to ask you something. Okay. Um. Well, my heart kind of went out to the troops today. You know how there's a commercial that comes on TV and you see like a... Uh, disfigured troop that was fighting overseas and comes back and is very injured. Yeah. And it just think how shameful to even say that someone called them losers or sorry. And we all know that that never was said by Trump because he's done more for the troops, especially the VA hospitals where they could get the care they need at any hospital now. But just to put that thought in their mind. I mean, it just tells me that that Democratic Party, they're just, they're not, they're nasty people. Yeah, they are. I mean, I think, I think we can all see what's going on with them at this particular point in time. But, you know, they don't care. They're all about just trying to win the election by any means. By, by any means. They don't really care if it's right or wrong what they're doing. And, yeah. yeah, man, you're right. And like that crap they come out with today about uh, both, I'm uh, not voting, but. Whoever it was, but Trump, you know, give the interview too. 
Mm-hmm. You remember what shortages we had when this crap came out? You couldn't even go to the grocery store and get toilet paper? Yeah. Hey, just think what else we wouldn't have got if uh, what a run it would have been on everything if it, uh, you know, give every fact that came out of one on China. It would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. There would have been no food on the shelf. Leaders had to lead, and he led. That's right. That's, that's... Well, and, and one more thing that I just want to make clear to anyone that's listening, there is a difference between requesting an absentee ballot and mail-in voting. It is completely different. An absentee ballot is checked, and it's honest. There's a reason why they're pushing uh, mail-in votes, and I can just, just tell people, please vote in person. That's right. That's the way it should be. Vote in person. It won't be all these issues going on. You want to vote by mail, all of that. It's going to be a lot of election fraud, a lot of uh, disenfranchisement, votes getting thrown away. It's going to be an issue. Yep. Check into the deal about Georgia, man, about the double voting, if you get a chance. Okay, I'll check it out for sure. Okay, thank you so much, and uh, have a good evening. Bye-bye. All right, thank you all. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right, shout-out to the callers. Great call. And we got some more here. 503, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh, hey, ABL. Is this you? This is me. Wow, I'm so happy that you took my call considering I have a Portland phone number. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I don't I don't discriminate. Hey, well, I've been watching your show. You know, I have recently taken the red pill. It's so exciting to be on the show with you. Um, but I'm calling in to report. Have you heard about the all the wildfires in Oregon right now? Yeah, I've seen some of the pictures with the red sky and everything. It's really crazy. That's absolutely insane. I don't know if you have any opinion about this, but in my neighborhood where I live in Southeast Portland, there's a big pallet yard that was set ablaze. And in central Oregon there in Medford, there is a Costco that was set on fire. So I'm kind of curious what you think. If you think this could be possibly like Antifa or a possible lead in to get people into the FEMA camps. Well, I don't know about the FEMA camps, but it could be it, it could be anything, really. It could be Antifa. That's possible. You know, it could, it could just be the fire that's out there. I, I mean, who knows, really? But Antifa is most certainly possible. We've seen them set fires already. So it's not a big stretch to say they're going to set something else to make it to, you know, really do some kind of big domestic terror type situation. Yeah, it just it's so scary because they did. There was the pallet yard that was set ablaze next to my fiance's parents' house, they actually did apprehend some Antifa members, and they also have been blocking highways for emergency vehicles not to be able to get through. So, as always, it's crazy here in the liberal cesspool that is Portland, but I just wanted to call and kind of check in with you about that, and I really appreciate everything you do. You know, I I really hope that, I, I don't know if you know this, but in Oregon, mail-in voting is mandatory oh really so you you cannot go in person you cannot go in person into a booth what they do is they mail your ballot to your house and then you can either mail it back or you can drop it off on election day but 
you can't like actually go in and place your vote. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And we tried recalling our governor, Kate Brown. I've, I was working with the Republican Party on that. And they changed the rules at the very last minute. And we were only 1% of, away from signatures needed to actually recall her. So we were so close and it was so exciting. But again, ABL, I just want to say thank you so much for having us on, having me on the show and for everything that you do. You know, you were, you're probably one of the first YouTubers I really got into with the black conservative movement. And as a liberal my entire life for the last 28 years, I'm, I'm just so thankful for you and Brandon Tatum and Candace Owens. So thank you so much for what you do and have a great rest of your night. Well, thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's go to the next call here. Our caller on the line. We're speaking to 727. Are you there? Hello? I'm right here. Who am I speaking to? Oh, my name is Wes. Am I online right now? You're online right now. Oh, okay. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Thank you for taking my call, and I, I love your show. Um, I've, only, I've only been tuned in for a few minutes. Um, but I was going to, I'd like to comment on something about the black and white issue. And uh, I've never heard it said on TV. Anybody that's taken biology 101 will tell you that there's no such thing as white people. In other words, you can only get white color from dark. So the first humanoid or Homo erectus or whatever had to be extremely dark skin. You can only get lighter variations. Uh, like canines or dogs come from canine wolf. Um, I've not, that's never said on TV. I really don't understand it. So if a white person is uh, racist or prejudiced, it's like double stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make uh, biological sense. Nothing to do with religion. I'm just talking about biology. Right. And okay. And then if I may comment. Another thing I don't understand, I'm a libertarian, so I'm open to uh, what the parties have by policy, you know. I don't understand if you live in a city like Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York City now, and you've seen how the Democrats have wrecked New York City, which is the jewel of the country for a city. I just don't, I don't understand, and it's my ignorance, I, I don't get where they would possibly want to vote Democrat. I can understand if you've been a lifelong Democrat, but you have to see what it did to your neighborhood, how dangerous the subways are, the crime rate, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What in the world would make a person want to, I don't, I just don't understand. Perhaps you can enlighten me, but thank you for taking my call. Anthony. I really appreciate it. And I'm very proud of the job you do. Keep up the good work. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Now, I'll answer what he said about voting Democrat, why they want to do it, because they don't know any better. I think it's a good thing to vote Democrat. I think it's a good thing to, you know, tear up your city, tear up your town. I think that's good, but obviously it's not good. But they just don't, they don't understand that. They don't, they don't really know. It's just like people leave California, right? And then they go to Texas and then they vote the same way they did in California. They were escaping California because what was happening the you know super expensive big high taxes drugs everywhere doo-doo on the ground all type of stuff right you're escaping that in california 
And then you go to Texas and vote liberal again because you don't understand that the way you vote is bringing that about. You think it's something else, some kind of other societal ill, but you don't realize how important voting is both nationally and locally. You don't get it until you go somewhere to do the same thing and then bring the same problems with you. You know, you're trying to transform Austin into kind of an enclave of California. And that's not what you want. You want to go to Austin and make it uh, a new home rather than just moving the same thing you were doing in the other home there. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what's happening. But people just don't get it. It's just ignorance. They don't, they don't, maybe when they get to be older and wiser, if that happens, it doesn't always happen because you got a bunch of, you know, morons that are about to be done for like Joe Biden. But anyway, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes it does. Sometimes they get that real period moment, they see the light, and then they understand what they're doing. But until that time, until they understand what they're doing, they're going to continue to do it because they just don't know any better. And sometimes they do know better. Maybe they have their own nefarious purposes. Maybe they want to see the world burn. I don't really know why they want to do something destructive like that. But you have people that are destructive in the world in general. They like chaos. So they do that type of thing for that particular reason, to have chaos. Something communism is going to work. They want to try to install communism. It doesn't work, but they think that it will. So they try to, you know, destabilize the nation to install their form of governance, which will also fail. And then when they install it, they'll be the first ones to get lined up on the wall and shot. But I digress. I'm getting kind of dark. Let's get to the next call. 614, you're on line. Who am I speaking to? Anthony, this is Jay. All righty, man. What's happening? Hey, thanks. Thanks. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I got a couple questions, and I don't mean any disrespect by this. How do you feel when you're called an Uncle Tom, but, like, by black people? <laughs> okay, I'm going to just give you my immediate reaction when I hear it. When I hear it, I know somebody's just uneducated. They're ignorant. They don't even know who Uncle Tom is because he was a hero in the book. So anytime I hear that, I just like, okay, I'm dealing with a low IQ person, somebody that's uninformed. So if there's going to be any kind of conversation, any kind of debate or back and forth, I'm going to win because I know – already that i know more than they do so they cannot defeat me when it comes to knowledge and if they get triggered and butt hurt they're gonna start cussing and fussing and carrying on that's how people that have low iq act they want to fight you immediately rather than trying to have a conversation anthony i got one more question i i believe in the 80 20 theory meaning that 20 percent of people make a noise and 80 percent feel a different way and that's what i'm talking about with the you hear to see these riots and all that kind of stuff. And I believe that 20% of the people are kind of making noise. And there's actually 80% that feel kind of a different way. And, and I believe that with the, I believe that with the black culture too. What's your opinion on how we get like black people to kind of speak up and say, it's okay to disagree with what everybody else is thinking. So, I'm going to hang up there and let you talk. Thank you. Thank you for the call. All right. That's a good question. Now, the best way to go about that is to have guys like myself and many others just talk and be open and be free and show that it's okay to be this way. Because one thing about it, people don't really understand. Well, you guys understand because we all pretty much get it for the most part. But it's like a taboo thing to be conservative and black to try to come out to your friends and family and everybody, your whole social circle. And it's, it's just hard. It's hard thing to do it. Your parents, I've seen people get disowned by their parents. 
I didn't have to get almost into a fist fight with my dad. We almost got into a real tussle. It, it was some pushing and shoving going on. We, we, and we both big. I'm 6'3". He's about 6'1". We over 200 pounds each. So it was like <laughs> a couple bulls in there about to start fighting because I'm conservative. You know, because he didn't want to accept it a while back. Now, I'm not gay, so I don't know what it's like to come out as gay to your parents. But I would assume it's something like that if your parents are against it. Now, if your parents are with you and they're rocking with you, then it ain't going to be no problem. But sometimes it's an issue. But anyway, a lot of us got to deal with that. It's like, I guess what coming out with as gay would be. So you got a lot of people that just don't want to come out and say anything. And then others who are just not, you know, aware of politics. They don't see anybody being politically just out there that's black. And they get told that it's not cool to be, you know, a conservative and be black. So they just believe it. They don't see anybody doing it. They get told that it's not cool to do. So they just do that. And they grow up their whole life like that until they get to be 35 years old. And then reality slaps them in the face like a ton of bricks. They get a big tax bill on their back. Pay six figures in taxes. What? I, I, what, what, what? What am I? Nah, six figures in taxes. And if you don't, you go to jail, Wesley Snipes. You go to jail, Fat Joe. You go to jail, all these guys will get locked up on taxes and whatnot, child support. Pay it. Then it's like, okay, now I got to be a little more conservative on money. I got to be a little more responsible. I got to see what's going on in these, in these laws and these policies and, you know, all these things that are happening. That's, that's generally how it goes. But that would be less likely to happen in such a violent way if we had more of us that were just out there being vocal about being conservative and not being afraid of what the repercussions would be. So that's pretty much my answer. All right, Carla, who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL, this is Sarah. All righty, what's going on? Hey, just wanted to first say, love your show. My husband and I absolutely love it. We've been watching it all the time during quarantine. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Oh, no problem. Thank you all for watching. Yeah, for sure. I wanted to talk to you about my workplace. So it's kind of crazy. So the place I used to work at, they just had a social justice training last week. Oh, boy. And yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, is it. So the social justice training, first of all, all of the people of color had their own special training. So it was I was a part of the white training, and we all had to first go in and admit that we were all sitting on stolen Indian land. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let's let's pause. Let's pause for a minute. Now, this, this is at work you're doing this? This is at work. This is at work. Wow. And our work is completely unrelated to anything to do with um, social justice or politics. So, okay, here's, here's the next question. Did, did they bring yeah. in a third party to present this to you? Yep. They probably paid a lot of money for this, too. Of course. But go ahead. Yep. So they said, everyone write down your address. And I was confused. I was like, why did I have to write down my address? And they're like, well, we want to tell you what Indian tribe your address actually belonged to because you are owning stolen land. So I was like, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first thing. And then we all had to go around and talk about if we wanted to be addressed by a different pronoun, which nobody did. Everyone has their own pronoun that they're happy with, but they wanted to open up and say, um, if you have a pronoun, like you need to tell the group now that you would like to be addressed as. It was just some crazy stuff, and it, it made me so uncomfortable. I'm a conservative. Everyone at my work is very um, anti-Trump, and it just made me so uncomfortable. And I wanted to hear your advice 
as someone who is a closet conservative, how do you deal with just having to go to the workplace and basically being told you're on stolen land, um, you have white privilege, all of this crazy stuff. You have to like own your pronoun. It just was, it seems so crazy. Like, I can't believe that this is real life, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really crazy. You know, personally, I can't really relate to that type of situation because, uh, you know, I've always been self-employed, like since I've been like 21. So it's hard for me to even really understand the corporate world. I, n I never been in it and I'll, I'll be 36 this month. So this has been like 15 yeah. years of my life I've been doing it. So um, I don't really know what to actually do there. What I, what I would say is just, you know, if you got your job and you need it, you know, obviously you got to do what you got to do. Um, but you know what the reality is. They're trying to tell you all these things. It's kind of just like just some kind of some kind of uh, symbolic thing that means nothing. It's just like a thing you got to do is like, all right, and then that's it. And you're, you're not going to carry it with you. That's my problem, my best advice. And if it's to the point where it's like pervasive and you're dealing with it every day and you, you, you can't get beyond it, you can't get past it and it's hurting you, it's affecting you in your, in your personal life, then I may say try to find something else. You know, but I know that people need their jobs. You know, it's serious out here. The economy is still trying to recover. So I wouldn't say just leave. I would say hang on to what you have but just try to filter that out of your personal life if possible. And when you're at work, just realize, okay, it's work. That whole thing with, you know, the third party coming there, probably getting paid 80 to 100 grand to tell you some stupid stuff like that. You know it's dumb. You know it's retarded. And you know that this is just kind of a formality at work. And you can just oh, leave it there. Sure. I'm just rolling my eyes. And yeah. I have conservative. I have another conservative friend at work, and we just message each other and laugh and say, this is all bullshit. But that's basically what they said that they're just like, if you're white, you're privileged and like all of that, that dumb stuff. And it just, it really offended me, but that's why I love your show. I feel like it's so common sense and anyone can just listen to it and be like, this makes so much sense. And it makes it so easy just to laugh at the bullshit. Well, you, you Sorry can't, you, you, yes, yes, it's all right. But I, I understand where you're coming from. So I, I kind of just let you rock. So I understand, but I, I thank you for that. I really appreciate you for your support and for watching. Yeah, thanks, ABL. I appreciate you. Have a great night. Same to you now. Bye. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, I, I was feeling her on that one, so I, didn't, I wasn't even really tripping about that, about, about, the, about the curse, the little, little curse word, because she's on point, and people are calling me with that. They're saying, hey, you know my job? They're telling me, you got to have this, this, this woke training, and it's just crazy. But like I was saying, I can't really relate to the corporate world. I knew that when I was young, like, and like when I was a teenager that I, I would not be fit for the corporate world. I knew that early because I'm too big. I'm, my, my personality is too big. I'm too overbearing. Uh, I'm too, uh, my, like the way I'm talking right now is the way I talk. So, um, I got, a, I got a loud voice, big, tall, black dude, super smart. It's just not a good fit because they, they kind of want, they kind of want you to be like part of the culture. I can't do it. Now, if you if that's what you do and you got to make a living, I understand. I get it because if I wasn't able to be successful or have any kind of way to make money on my own, then I would have had to do it, you know, or something else. Like, like I was saying to you guys before, um, when my graphic design thing wasn't going well, I was going to be a firefighter and do that, you know, because there was there was opportunities to do corporate stuff. But I was like, no, nah, I'd rather would run in and burn in buildings and be in the corporate space. 
but not everybody can everybody got to do what they got to do that's the best way i can put it so shout out to everybody you, you guys are good let me get to the next call all right Tariq, what's happening hey man what's up baby yo everything's good man can't complain yeah man my bad for being loud in other programs man i, I, be, I i'm on i'm on speakerphone sometimes so i don't know if you can hear me but man, um, it's just a lot going on, man. And what I what I realized, ABL, is that I I think under the Trump presidency, man, I didn't realize just how bad the black community was when it came to politics, man. I think it, you know, before it was just like, yeah, they vote Democrat, but I didn't really see to the extent, man. And what 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 was really an eye opener is Ice Cube. Um, did you see Ice Cube's Twitter? I've been seeing it a little bit, did but I out? huh? Oh no, I was asking. Did you see the, the the videos that he puts out? I see some things, but I didn't. I don't see all of them, but I, I do see some of it. And I, I see okay. it's kind of like you know, the the wheels kind of turning in his head. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what Ice Cube is saying: the black vote shouldn't be free. Meaning, um, if you don't see, if you're African American, you don't see yourself getting anything out of a president. You just don't vote just to be voting. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking at the comment section and I'm seeing black liberals. It's only black liberals, bro. They feel threatened by this. Like they're literally like your ancestors died for you to vote. Therefore, you must vote. And they're like, um, if you don't vote, then Trump is going to remain in office. And the problem I'm seeing with uh, black people is that they have been brainwashed that um, our ancestors died for us to just mindlessly vote meaning we don't know what we're voting for it's just what if if the media somehow swings to a certain party which it has been doing with the democrats we're going to vote and support it and we and we beat each other up as traitors like if a black man's like well hold on wait a minute the democrats aren't really offering anything so why should i pledge my vote to them when they're not offering anything and it's almost as like other black people are whipping him you know, calling him a coon. Oh, you idiot. Oh, if you don't vote, Trump is going to win. And to me, that's problematic, bro, because I'm thinking like the Democrats got us brainwashed to believe it's black people's duty to keep them in office. You know, they are literally saying when black people took the route of staying at home, Trump got elected. I'm like, OK, and so what? Like Trump is elected. But how has your life changed? Like what financially changed in your life? Like what what policy has Trump um, 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 enacted that hurted black people? And none of them can answer that question. But, yeah, bro, I I'm seeing, like, the black communities really, I mean, bro, they have really done a number on this, like the liberals. And, you know, when you see Candace Owens get into a Cardi B like that, um, that really exposed liberalism. And I'm pretty sure the Democrat Party was telling Candace, I mean, Cardi B to chill, because Candace Owens was slaughtering her, man. Oh, I yeah. mean, and it really, it, bro, and what you made in your videos, right, it, it really woke the other side up to what Candace Owens was saying because people were seeing Candace Owens' response. Cardi B had no response, bro. All she was just saying is that, you know, you are cool, you are boot, bootlicker. And then she said that you are messing with the white man's peen because I guess she's married to a white man. But what's interesting about what Cardi B's statement was like, well, you know, Car you know, Kamala Harris is married to a white man. Like, it's funny that y'all ignore that. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to a conservative that's married to a white person, now they are race trading. 
But then you got Miss I Want to Act Like I'm Black When It's Convenient, Kamala Harris, sister girl is snapping her neck and, you know, all up in our community trying to dance, you know, trying to trying to be black. You know what I'm saying? And you guys give her a pass. So, yeah, man. Um, the other thing I just want to ask you, man, was this. Um, I don't know if you heard about Bob Waters book coming out. Did you hear about his book coming out? Yeah, I did. I did a video about that, about the whole um you know, downplay the virus, all that. I did that. Yeah, and the only criticism I have of Trump is I would have never gave Bob Woodard an interview because the problem with that is Bob Woodard, he wrote a tell-all, I mean, a leaking book about what AIDS said about Trump. So Trump should have said, you know what, man, if you're going to be a clown like this, if you're going to just release private stuff, I'm never going to give you an interview. Right. Because it's like, how do you come out after the fact, like, the man trusted you and you're releasing leaked audio. I mean, these people are corrupt, man. I mean, I'm like, you guys will do whatever it takes. And you know, it's, ABL, it's always one way, bro. It's never no one releasing leaked leak audio about Biden or Kamala. It's always one way. And now they got some stupid whistleblower coming out against Trump, bro. Like I said, always one way. But yeah, man, that's pretty much all I want to say, bro. All right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, take care, man. All right, good call for my man, Tariq. Great call from Tariq, as always. Let's get to some more here. The 212, you don't lie, who am I speaking to? 212, who am I speaking to? Oh, hello, ABL. Yes. How you doing? Everything's good about I yourself. I cannot believe I finally made it through. I've been calling you forever, man. I'm from New York. All righty. The city. And I just want to let you know, man, it's, it's not as bad as they say as far as the people. Um, but there are daily stabbings on the subway. You know, people are getting robbed more. You know, gunshots are up like, I I don't even know. They say 300%, but it's crazy. But in the outer boroughs where I live, I live in Queens, it's not that bad. It's all about the same repetitive bad neighborhoods that keep getting these, uh, they have the same crime statistics. And it's it's remaining the same, but they're they're not showing how bad it is for the people that actually live there. Right. And um, I don't know what else to say. This whole Rochester thing—it's ridiculous. I just don't understand how they're allowing New York to just crumble. I mean, it's it's really bad. They've tried these protests in other parts of New York, and they just kind of failed. They fizzled when the people kind of stood up to them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, man, it, it's it's being exported. I'm actually Asian, by the way. Um, I'm Korean, and I grew up in New York, and I, I've actually faced racism. And I want to tell you something. It's not that bad. I mean, it's just ignorant people. I just don't understand why America is making such a small issue into a... a I, I, I just don't know how to explain it. No, I mean, I understand. I mean, I think it's just a little bit too much put on racism. It's too much given to it. Like it's some type of big thing that's going to prevent you from doing anything in life. It's not really that serious. Well, the big thing about me is I was raised pretty well. And I think that plays a bigger role in any person's life yeah. than 
than anything that the media can push onto you. Because even if the media pushes racism onto you, you're not going to fall for it because you were raised properly. You know, you 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 understand that family is more important because um, your friends become family. I mean, that's the way America used to be. But I just don't understand how it's become this disaster because of this. It's not even 20% or 10%. It's like the 5% of the idiots that were raised improperly are trying to hijack this country into some kind of it's not even liberalism. It's it's not even socialism. It's total chaos. I mean, they want chaos. They want they want a war that they can't win. I mean, if if it comes down to uh, actual people fighting, they're gonna lose. And it's just unbelievable that the media has become our worst enemy. I mean, I just don't understand how. Like, okay, so I've been following Korean media because I've been really disgusted with the liberalism that's spreading to Korea and South Korea. I'm, I'm actually, my pa- my dad worked, uh, my dad was, uh, 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 he worked in intelligence. He worked for the U.S. Army. And I grew up um, with this, not really strict, but um, I don't know how to explain it. Like just a good family oriented culture. And in Korea, it's very family-oriented. It's a very respectful culture. And they're trying to change it into this liberal paradise. They even tried to have a BLM protest in Korea, and it fizzled out. I think they had like 100 people show up. But they're, they're pushing this, this nonsense into a country that's very conservative. I mean, people don't realize how conservative South Korea is. I mean, and all this propaganda about North Korea, the more research I do, it's just like they don't want them ever to come together because it, it just goes against the grain. And I just I find it unbelievably crazy that uh, Americans need to just be concerned with America and just fight these selfish bastards that have no respect for others and, and, their, and, and their rights. That's what I just find. Uh, I just don't understand how we don't have any solidarity in the country anymore. You know, you have to go to pockets to find the solidarity. We should have it as Americans. I mean, it's, it's, it's the most free country in the whole world. And we just, we just don't understand. We don't appreciate the freedom anymore. It's like, it's, it's like we demand it from, from people we don't even know. Right, and you're right. And uh, it just sickens me because I'm Asian. I'm supposed to be oppressed, but I don't feel oppressed. You know, I I I just don't understand like hard work. It, like I'll just like if I'm a big history buff and I I read a lot of Thomas Sowell, and Thomas Sowell says this basically he studied the whole world, the economy of the whole world. He looks at Asian countries. He looks at Russian countries. He looks at European countries. He looks at, I mean, pretty much any kind of uh, political background, religious background. And the people who end up being oppressed in Asian countries end up being more successful. So how does this oppression actually...
actually hold you down. You know, it's it's just it's just this nonsense of it's like slavery 2.0. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm with you. If you brain, right? I mean, Yo. I mean, you know it. You're black. You yeah, know it. I'm, I'm with I you, mean, man. It's, you, I mean, you, yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off, caller. But I got a few more calls on the line. I got to get to. So, okay. I th- thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Alrighty. Take care. All right Bye. now. All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to the next call here. Seven six zero. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Yes. Is this uh, ABL? Yes, it is. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Matthias, um, wow, this is crazy. I've been trying to get on here for a while, but um, I live over here in Southern California, and uh, these wildfires are getting really crazy. Um, the 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 homelessness, the the smoke in the air, the it's it's California is getting very crazy, and um, I just want to know what you think about it. Uh, it's a really unfortunate situation, but uh, you know, you got the environment that's kind of conducive for that. You're going to have fires and the the liberal policies are enabling the so-called homeless, really drug addicts to be out there. And it's, it's, it's saying they're trying to reduce homelessness while the policies really all they're going to do is increase homelessness. When you kind of encourage it, when you got all these programs, they're going to come from other parts of the other parts of the country to California to be homeless. Uh-huh. I, uh, I see lots of them. Um... Lots of uh, drug dealing going on, uh, and like you said, um, the more and more I see more homeless people on the streets. Uh, but uh, yeah, this wildfire is very, uh, very bad. Lots of um, lots of smoke in the air. It's it's like uh, not it's not safe to go outside. I can my lungs are starting to hurt, and uh, it's not good. But um, another thing I wanted to ask you about is. The, the the 12 year old kid that uh, flashed that that fake gun on screen like was moving it i think i just think that it's so wrong that the school can just call the cops whenever they want and just have them come to the house and do a check when it, when it it shouldn't even happen like that so what the kid had a gun even if the kid did have a gun i don't i don't think it's that wrong of a, a thing you know right exactly gun safety and- Right. Like the, the the question should have been, OK, is there anything wrong going on here? Is it illegal for him to do that? Like what's really happening? But, you know, the main thing that should happen, main, the main thing that should happen from the beginning is you call the parents. If there's any kind of concern, any kind of problems, the kid has parents. You got two parents in the house, married. Call them and figure out what's going on. If you got any kind of problems or concerns, don't call the police. And then on top of that, suspend the boy for five days from Zoom. I mean, that's just so silly. It's just over the top. Yeah, I'm I'm 16 myself, so I I have to do the Zoom thing every day, and uh, it's so sad to see see um my teachers doing the Zoom thing. It's like when I log on, it's like I don't even have to show my camera or or, or I just have to talk when when I'm spoken to, and it's it's very sad to see this going on in uh in America. That's all I really have to say. Thank you, ABL. I hope you have a good night. Thank you for the call up. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Hey, caller. Just hang in there, man. I know that it's, it's weird what's happening, but just hang in there. You know, you almost done. You're 16. You'll be done soon, man. I know I graduated when I was 17, so you might be 11th grade. 
or at least yeah 11th grade maybe yeah especially if you turn 17 yeah just hang in there man it'll it, be over soon so don't even worry about it 209 you're on the line who am i speaking to Hello? Yes, 209. ABL. Anthony, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. I don't know because I came in late tonight. Call, you're you're kind of low caller. I can't really speak, speak up a little bit. Go closer to the phone. Okay. Is this better? A little bit, yes. Go ahead. Okay. I don't know because I came in a little late tonight. So I was wondering, did you hear about those two 21-year-old girls that got busted and they got felonies for, like, a family? They messed with a family that was outside a Democrat uh, convention or whatever. And they took this little boy, like, I think he was seven years old, his hat, MAGA hat, and sold it. And they got, like, felonies on them now, so there are two 21-year-old white chicks that are going to go to prison probably. They said they could get, like, 15 years. Well, they, they earned it, so good for them. Yeah, I know. That's, you know, great. And as far as, like, white privilege is concerned, I don't believe in that. You know, I'm white. I'm poor. You know, and there's a lot of, you know different ethnicities that are out there that are richer than you know what so i don't understand what's going on it's just really crazy however the democrats you know as well as i do are doing all this crap and oh, yeah. um i just i just uh somebody messaged me this thing from a pastor and i can't remember the pastor's name but it says that they lied to us and it talks about the CDC and it says that they went in quietly and changed their numbers and that like only 9,000 and some deaths were actually coronavirus deaths and the rest were, uh, you know, other things wrong with the people. And it really went into detail and yeah, and it was a pastor talking about this. And it's a YouTube video, so you should be able to pull it up. I just they lied to us, and check it out and make sure it's real or whatever because it has a lot of important stuff on it that could make people really realize what's going on. It's good, good versus evil, and it's like I'm sorry, I just gotta say this. It's like people need to start rebuking Satan constantly, you know, to get him out of the United States, you know, or just, you know, yell, Jesus, 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 because demons tremble at his name, and it's crazy. You know, if we don't get God back in where we need him, you know, and they talk about the churches and the schools being closed and everything, it's really good. And I don't think a pastor would lie, but if you check it out, you could find out for sure. It would make a good story if it was real. Yeah, I'll check That's it out. That's got, Anthony. I'll let you go. I know you're busy, but I just wanted to let you know those couple of things. Well, I thank you for the call. Definitely did appreciate it. Did you hear it. about the boy, though? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm, I'm going to look more oh, into okay. that, though, but I have heard about that. Did you hear about they lied to us, too? About who, who lied? Basically, the Democrats and, you know, 
how all this stuff that the Democrats are paying for to take take over and make us a communist state. Oh, well, it, yeah, they've, really they've been doing a, that for a while. It's really a good YouTube. Yeah, I'll, I'll really check it out. I'll check it out for okay, sure. They lied to us. All right. Talk to you later, Anthony. All right. Thank you for the call. Bye. All right, we got a few more. Got time for a few more calls. We got about a half hour left. Thank you all again for being here. Uh, like the video if you've not liked it already. And if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe right now and click the bell right beside the subscribe button. When you click that bell, you're able to get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Let's get to the next one. Nine five two, you're on the line. I'm speaking to. Hey, Mr. Logan, this is Jeff. How are you? All right, things good about yourself. Doing good, calling up here from Minnesota. So, uh, pardon me, I'm a little nervous. I get a little starstruck. Uh, I saw it. Uh, uh, so, America, 1776 to 2020, is that what we're looking at here? <laughs> 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 that's that's what they want, but nah, we're not gonna let it go. We 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 fought real hard to keep it, and we're not gonna let it go that easy. Well, exactly, man. This is our country. I don't. I just hate to see where it's going here. I mean, this is the worst I've ever seen it. Um. But, uh, you know, I just got to say, like, do the Democrats really think that the majority of us Americans are that easily swindled? I mean, I can't believe most people are going to buy into this stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what they think. They think that this is going to be a thing that really works. But no, this this is not really going to work the way they think. It's going to actually work against them because people are tired of it. It's is. They think that they can bully people into doing certain things politically, but they're going to get the opposite result. I mean, they're basically just doing the same old tricks that they've done for, you know, hundreds of years. I mean, you don't even got to read a history book. Just watch a History Channel documentary and it'll tell you everything you need to know. I mean, it's just the same old stuff with a different song, you know? That's right. Um, But uh, I got to say, it, it does concern me because it just seems like they've riled up their foot soldiers a bit too much. And I fear that they created a monster and they won't be able to rein them back in, so to speak. You know what I mean? I mean, I heard uh, Reverend Al Sharpton and I, I use that term loosely. I mean, if he's a man of God, then I'm JC himself. Right. Right. Um, he, he was, I heard him, uh, I was listening to the daily wire this morning and they were, he had him on uh, saying, uh, we got to stop this, you know, defund the police. Now, when I hear Reverend Al Sharpton saying, whoa, we got to pull it back, that just, okay, they went too far, (laughs) right? I mean, that concerns me. So I just don't know. You know, it's like even if Trump gets elected, I mean, how desperate do you think these Democrats are going to be, you know? Is it too far to say that they might just go and try to take them out of the equation? Well, I I think that this is similar to what happened in 2016. And then after the election, all the stuff died down. I feel like maybe the budget would dry up after the election happens and he's, he's successful again because it was it was riots all over the place it was the same thing happening it and, was and then 2017 and just kind of faded away and then it came back miraculously right now in 2020 because they're trying to influence the election but once the election is over with then the contract will be over yeah yeah i i really like i just hope there's a positive outcome because i i don't know if you're a man of, uh, of religion or anything but Sometimes I just fear God has just abandoned us, you know, and I guess I can't blame them. I mean, with all like the abortions, just everything, you know, and it's a lot. 
and I and a lot of people don't really know the truth, you know. And that's and you know that's the other thing I wanted to mention. You know, we need some kind of a bill to, you know, like almost like nutrition facts. Like I ain't good at putting this into specifics, but you know, like nutrition facts on food. There needs to be something like that for the media. You know, like this is fact, okay. And then when we move on to opinion, that needs to be spelled out because I think a lot of people just, you know, take in whatever they hear as fact, and it just is a lie or opinion. I don't know what you think about that, but no, nah, I mean it makes sense to me. You know, some kind of a some kind of a warning, but yeah, uh, Trump twenty twenty. I just discovered your show about a month ago. Uh, love it. You know, like I said, I was Daily Wire, and now you, and I'm hoping to find some more here because there ain't a lot when you turn on the cable. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of slim pickings, really. Yep. All right, keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Alrighty, let's get to some more here. And let's go to four zero seven online I'm speaking to you. Everything's good about yourself. I'm doing good. My name is Hector. I would like to uh I'm a man, I'm a Hispanic from New York. I wanted to address head on the systemic racism conversation that has been created since the nineteen seventies. And I have witnessed this as a 55-year-old man growing up in the ghetto of New York City. And I'd like to share firsthand experience on how clever the Democrats are doing this to the point they literally hypnotize you into believing it until you deal with other people on the other side and then have your own, as Candace Owens like to say, an awakening. Right. Am I live on the air right now? You're live on the air right now, boss. I apologize. Let me start again. My name is Hector. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. And Anthony, I've been listening to your show for about four months now. You are doing a great job, young man. Keep it up. I feel like you and Candace are waking people up. And here's my story. I used to live in the ghetto in New York City, right near the triangle of Brownsville, Bushwick, and Bedford-Stuyvesant. If anybody familiar with that, really nice place back in the 70s. And I grew up in a Democratic house where I was always told the white man is keeping you down, keeping you down. But I noticed that when I went to elementary school, I had all white teachers, one or two blacks, maybe one Hispanic. And these white people would commute into town. Our nice little neighborhood kids would terrorize their cars and the city would have to pay to refurbish their cars. But we're the ones terrorizing them. And I was always told, the white man's keeping you down, the white man's keeping you down, the white man's keeping you down. And I was 14 years old. I got a job outside of the ghetto. When I go outside of the ghetto, I work at a little McDonald's in Queens, all white Jewish people. I'm treated with respect. Nobody talks about race. I go back home, and I'm told, hey, they're trying to pull the bull over your eye. Meanwhile, I was told, hey, just get a high school diploma. We'll get you some Section 8, you'll get some food stamps, you'll be doing all right. Meanwhile, when I talk to kids at the McDonald's where I'm working at in Queens, Anthony, they're telling me, hey, what college are you going to go to, Hector? If you're not going to college, what are you going to do with yourself? So on one side of the spectrum, Anthony, I go to an all-white neighborhood where there's white kids and Jewish kids. Nobody talks about race. They talk about, we're glad you're here, how do you like it, are you thinking about moving out of here? I go back to the ghetto, and all I hear is racism, racism, racism. When you live in the ghetto, they brainwash you constantly so you think that somebody's against you. And if you're stupid enough to listen to it, eventually you wake up one day and you hate people you don't even know. And if we ever look at this country 
We just had a two-term black president. We've had, uh, we have Supreme Courts, several Supreme Courts that have been black. We have a, I'm not a fan of Ms. Harris, but she is a senator. We had a senator before her. Black people and Hispanic people can have anything they want if they focus on what they want. But as long as they listen to the Democratic plantation, like Ms. Kansas likes to say, you will always focus on racism and you will accomplish nothing with your life. So please, out there, all you young people, focus on you, your opportunities, and you will go a long way. And the Democrats do not want you to do that because if you focus on what they want you to focus on, you will always be their slaves. Thank you for having me on your channel, Anthony. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. God bless you. Wow. Great call. Excellent call. He hit it right out the park. I'm talking about fast pitch, softball, curveball from uh, <laughs> Randy Johnson. He hit it like Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, straight out the park. Straight into the water in San Francisco. You understand what I'm saying? Like he hit it straight out. That was right on point. I've gone through the same thing, same kind of brainwashing. You in the ghetto because that's what they know in the ghetto. That's how they that's how they are. That's why they're there. That's that's their mind state. But once you leave that, then it's a whole different game. It's a whole different ball of wax. You know, just like when I was I was in this kind of this after school program when I was in middle school and I had that mind state that was not of the ghetto, although I was in the ghetto. I was breaking away from that. And when I was in school, my classmates, a lot of people that I knew there, they were not in the ghetto. So one of my classmates, dad took me home because I needed to ride back to the house after my after school program. I can kind of see when I pulled up to where I was living that he kind of was shocked because I'm in the hood. He probably didn't think that my mind state would be right there in that because when you in that environment, you think in a particular kind of way, you know, that's just kind of how it is. But once you're able to break out of that, then it's great. It's a beautiful thing. Although it can be hard because when you go back and you want to break away from that, then you call all kind of names, you bullied and you kind of, but I always been kind of my own person anyway. So I didn't really get that too much. I did get it a little bit, but I didn't get a lot of it until I got to be grown, which is a whole different story. Let's get to the next call. Three, three. Oh, you're lying. I'm speaking to Hey, am I on the line? You're on the line right now. Who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Shay. I'm, I'm, my name is Shay. I'm calling from Cleveland. Well, I'm actually calling from Kissimmee, but, you know, I'm from Cleveland, so I'm going to represent that. How you doing, Anthony? Everything is good. Can't complain about yourself. I'm doing very well. Um, I really wanted to call in because the guy before, before, because I was watching your live stream, he called in. He was talking about he was from the Bronx and stuff. I totally was about to call in and talk about that same thing. Like, what I don't understand is how is we, as black people, protesting, okay, for police brutality when we still got young men in the neighborhoods killing each other at an all-time high? But I just don't understand that. And I, I, know, I, don't, I, I know I came in late on your show. And I've been watching you for a couple months, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to big you up because you really be hitting a lot of things on the head, okay? But I just don't get that. Like, I don't understand. What is the point of protesting police brutality when we ain't even protesting black-on-black -black crime for real? It, it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Also, you got these people trying to blatantly manipulate everybody 
in America, lying on Trump, literally lying on the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really was on that hate train for Trump. Like, it's like when you wake up and see things, you you just see everything for the full spectrum of what it really is. And it, it just is mind boggling. Like, these people get on TV every day and lie. They just lie. All for manipulation and to push an agenda. And I just want, is it okay if I just say this one thing? It's nothing disrespectful or nothing, you know, no hate speech, okay? No, go for it. I just want to say, I just want to say to all of the people who are watching, I want you guys to understand that these people are puppets. The people who we see on these news stations, these news anchors and everything, I literally have indictment papers that was leaked or declassified. Anybody can go to pacer.org or I think it's pacer.gov or something like that and get the pull up the docket number. Okay? Joe Biden, all them, Barack Obama, all of them is on an indictment right now. Those people are puppets. The people who fund these people are the people who are, are actually controlling them and their narrative. That's why they don't talk about the riots. That's why they always push in this peaceful protest agenda. Like, it's not peaceful protest. Do you know I met a Black Lives Matter? I'm a truck driver also. So they sent me up to Kenosha. Don't know why. I don't know why. And they see what's going on. Okay. I met a Black Lives Matter protester, a black dude. He was pretty cool, down to earth, right? And, you know, again, this is no hate speech or anything. But I asked him, I said, so, and and I don't hate anybody, but I did ask him. I said, are you a part of, like, a feminist organization? Like, are you a part of the LGBTQ community? And you know what his response was, Anthony? What's that? He's like, he's like, hell no. Nah. He said, hell no. Nah. He said that. He said that. <laughs> and... I was like, well, I mean, do you know what the initiative is behind BLM? Have you actually read this? He like, no, nah, I, I didn't read anything. I just know that black lives matter. Like, we need to put the black dollar back into our community. What? I'm like, dude, I pulled up blacklivesmatter.com, what we believe. Anybody, any one of you guys who's listening, you can pull this up to go to blacklivesmatter.com, what we believe. That is their full manifesto. Start from the bottom up. Okay? You start reading from the bottom up, it tells you it's a queer affirming movement. They're trying to dismantle cisgenders and nuclear families and all this crap. That has nothing to do with black life. It's, it's mind-boggling, man. Like, And then Antifa is nothing but a play on the Nazis' anti-fascist movement from... Back, I, I don't even have the dates because I'm so freaking frustrated with the situation. It's a, it's a very, it's a very detrimental time, okay? And I, I just feel like people do need to stand with Trump. They're not gonna hurt Trump, okay? They're gonna try, definitely, especially on election night because they already lost. But we need to stand by him, and especially black people, like stop talking about he's a racist and this, that, and third. Because if you actually do research on Joe Biden's career from 1967 to 2020, he was a racist, known racist behind the scenes. Let's be very clear. 
And this is another thing I want to just pinpoint, Anthony, if I can. I know you got other people who's probably waiting. It's probably like, I don't know. I just want to get these points out. Is that okay? Go for I it. I don't want to take up you got, you got, okay. got a little bit of time. Okay, cool. Okay, bam. So remember this, guys. Joe Biden is from the previous administration. And I'm not just talking to black people. I'm talking to all people. Okay? He's from the previous administration. Everybody's talking about what Obama didn't do. Oh, he that the previous Obama didn't do this down the third. So what makes you think Joe Biden is going to get in office and do anything now? He's from the previous administration. He's not going to do anything different. He is a puppet. He is compromised. He's corrupt. Typical politician. Trump is a patriot. Okay, he's not a politician. And he's not a racist. I mean, he's just not like, come on now. Like he's, he's helped black people throughout the time he's been in the public eye, like literally close relationships with multiple big name celebrities. And then, you know, what pissed me off? Snoop Dogg want to fall out with this guy because he's fucking with the D state. Excuse my language. I'm so sorry that that word literally just slipped out. It's just like, come on, man. And Don Lemon on TV talking about, come on, Michael Jackson or whoever he said that night the freaking freaking riot started. I'm like, why do we need to, why do we need to listen to celebrities? What can a celebrity tell me how to live my life? What policies are they creating? But they're not creating policy. What they're doing is distract distracting us, and they're manipulating us, and they're pushing the agenda of the people who pay them. Now, all this milling stuff and all this crap, Daniel proved he was high as hell on PCP. He was outside literally thinking he's swimming in rain, asking the cops to give him his gun. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's not unfortunate that he passed away, but he didn't pass away because it was cops brutalizing him. It's same for George Floyd. If you just watch the full video, that's all I really had to say. I don't want to take too much time up. Well, thank and you. God bless you, Anthony. Thank you for your call. God bless you. Yes. A great call. I'm telling you. I mean, I got I got the best callers on 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 the on the internet for sure. Let's get to some more here. I thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. Eight zero eight. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, how's it going? Everything's everything's good. Turn your speakers down for me, please, in the background. Yeah, I just did. I apologize about that. That's all right. So what's happening? Hey, I just want to let you know that I am a proud father of two young men, uh, 16 and 13 years old. My 16-year-old, he's been listening to you for several months, and I was just like, wow, that's that's super sweet. And if you want to give any message to him, we live out here in Hawaii, and I was proud to know he listens to you. Well, hey, I'm glad y'all are watching, and, and, and shout out to your sons. Uh, I thank y'all for watching. Keep on, keep on, keep on doing what you're doing. Going to let it get, get a lot of good content, and I'm glad y'all are young, learning what's going on, because when I was a young man, a teenager, I had no idea about politics. I was not educated properly until I got to be older. You guys are getting education right now. So shout out to y'all and shout out to your father as well. Yeah, I'm 42, 
So I'm in a similar situation where back at when I was their age, I wasn't thinking about all this, and they're into it, and they're listening to you, and I'm like, wow, right on, cool. So thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you all. I couldn't do it without you. Well, we are all in this together, aren't we? That's right. Absolutely. All right, my man. Be well, okay? All right, same to you now. Aloha. Aloha. All right, shout out to the Hawaiians. All right. That's what I'm talking about. But we got a few more. We got the, the calls are, are, are blowing up. I'm going to try to get to a few more. Y'all just hang tight. I'm, I'm going to get to you ASAP. All righty. Let's go. Let me see. Let me get to the next one here. 774, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Everything's good, man. Can't complain. This is Raymond from Massachusetts, man. Um, I just want to touch base on some things, man. Um, you know, I heard I heard about what you were saying um, earlier, just talking to a, a caller and, uh, you know, just talking about how these Democrats, they lie, they're pretty much exposing themselves and their agendas, you know, on purpose or by accident. And uh, my wife had made up a good point where it's like, what's the, what's the point of that? If they, if they're not, you know, they're not, they don't seem to be in it for the long haul. It seems like end game. You know what I mean? Um, and they keep exposing their agenda saying if, you know, if Trump's president or he remains president, there's just everything's going to burn, meaning that they're going to continue to do it and uh, blame it on Trump. And uh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's like, it's horrible to know that and see that. And it's like, nobody can do. Um, actually, there is. You can vote these people out of office, but people aren't waking up to that, and I don't understand it. Yeah, people don't really, they don't really understand what's happening. They they think they do, but they actually do not. It's 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 horrible. You, to, and to all the callers or listeners on this to share, you guys, you know, call from California. It's a vote. These people in office right now that are allowing these poor people or, you know, take over and all this burning going on. You need to vote them out of office. You need to vote for the opposite party. Period. Wake up, you know. Um, also, I want to touch base really quick on this this new, uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called? Um, well, it's a group that's called MAPS. I don't know if you've heard of them. That's what they call themselves. You said maps? Maps. They call themselves maps, M-A-P-S. Oh, yeah. Minor attracted persons. Yeah, people like that, man. I mean, I don't really have the words for them that I can say on air, but for them to even exist. Right, we figured that. Yeah, for them to even exist as a group or some kind of people is absurd. Yeah. All right. So my my other question is how are how are lawmakers allowing this to happen, and how, where's the law that indefinitely protects our children from something like that? Like what is going on? Well, the the issue, in my humble opinion, is that um, a lot of people in power that are allowing this to happen were were put there by people who 
wanted this leftist ex- extremism type stuff. Or maybe they just wanted general leftism. Maybe they were liberals, but they don't understand that they're going to get some extremists in there that are going to vote for stuff like this. It, it just, it just it's, it's political ignorance. Yeah, well, you're talking about our kids' future, and to all those listening, uh, uh, you know, your kids and their kids, they're in danger if you allow these people to stay in office that are pushing these laws. You need to vote them out. You need to vote for opposition. This is craziness. Like, wake up. Um, ABO, support you, man. Um, you know, shout out to channel. We're always going to listen to you, man, and just hear your truth and facts. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know. Yeah, we're glad we got through again. Uh, we talked to you in another show where the couple from Massachusetts is homeschooling our kids. Yeah, man. Um, much love to you, man, and peace. We're praying for you and everybody like you, Tatum, all of them spreading truth and love and listeners. You know, just, just keep your head up, keep your head with God, and, you know, um, represent Massachusetts. Just try to do the right thing and hope our leaders will be strong and do the right thing as well. All right, thank you all for the call. I appreciate you. All right, appreciate you. All righty, great call. You guys are the best callers on the, on the planet. If I don't tell you that enough, I'm going to tell you again. And I got time for payment, like, one more call, and then I got to hang it on up. If you couldn't get through, then it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man. All right, let's go. All right, call you on the line, 239. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Oh, what, oh what's up? Uh, hey, boy, it been hard to get through. You can hit me good. I heard you will. Oh, oh, what's up? No, I'm just calling, man. I ain't getting in so many months. But uh, uh, one of your callers I was listening to, man, and, and, and what he was discussing is something that that been brought by. It was on my mind for like the last four or five months, but I couldn't get through about the shape our people and how brainwashed our people is for, uh, for this party, man. I know I discussed it, but doing all this stuff, uh, with all this, like these black people getting shot and all that, and it, it just it just it just opened my mind to like I'm talking about when you have discussion with people you love, you go you you really like I had to get all I had to get off of all the social medias and stuff, even though I got banned a lot of times for being pro Trump. But to see how the conversation go, how brainwashed our people are, every every talking point they come with that they say they hate Trump on, it's like it's not true. But then it's true about uh, about Biden, and it's like so many black people they just scared to get called or, or get or uh, lose a black card and all that. And then you got this this man. I have no respect for uh, Snoop Doggy Dog. He a sucker. You sitting around here trying to have a coon card, call everybody coons, but you you on a show with uh, this white lady chucking a job and who. Who who not admitted to calling black people niggas and stuff? It just don't make no sense. And, 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 but before we, I know it's quick on time, I just want to get this out. It's something that kind of been bothering me too, though. And I just I, I haven't seen none of you know all y'all who I listen to, Brandon Tatum, and you know the whole clique. I don't want to advertise, but everybody who you mess with, I ain't hear nobody uh discussing the situation with Clinton, man. Those, those uh how the uh the emails, you know what I'm saying? I asked her, uh, you know, she posted to testify. And when they first had uh, something about her testifying, all this uh, Black Lives Matter protesting started happening, the pandemic. So I'm like, man, this is a distraction. But I, I'm not just saying talk about the fact that they uh, 
that the court says she don't got to testify. I just think it should be more attention to to the people, you know, some of these, especially the black conservatives, but because you know the liberals ain't gonna talk about it. But I, it, I, I think we slightly dropping the ball on the sex trafficking, man. You know what I'm saying? What was probably on them emails? You hear me? Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's one thing. There's a lot of stuff I could I could I could talk about, man. Especially, with, but that's one thing I feel like the ball because y'all platform so big, and that's like you know what I'm saying. You know. Uh, there's a lot of stuff important, but that's like to me more important to anything. You know what I'm saying? What's happening to you know kids getting sex trafficking and all that? You know, I just and the fact that um those emails, man. Like I saw some man, them emails crazy, and then when it come out to this Cardi B thing, man, I ain't gonna lie. I'm glad uh, Candace Owens smashed because man, I love Candace Owens. But a, a while ago, I just think strategically what she said about uh about George Floyd a, a while ago. Believe me, she was 100% right what she said. But And I'm a diehard fan of hers, you know what I'm saying? But but the timing, knowing the, knowing the playbook of how these people, the playbook of, of, of weaponizing racism and all that, I think, you know, just the timing I think was wrong. But but, but what she's doing right now with this Cardi B, I think it's perfect, you know what I'm saying? Because I think it was very disrespectful of Joe Biden, man, even though it, it nothing surprised me with him. But you've been hiding in the basement all this time. And I, I, I'm not mad that you that you that you talk to a left leaning person, but come on, like if you go sit here and try to represent the black people with somebody who talk about some walk, you know what walk stand for and all that crazy stuff, and this who you talk to, it's like and and is this and is this other commentator that that's always speaking? He bring this up about the soldier story. He say, uh, do you know do you know the damage that one ignorant person could uh, do to the people? And that's what that's what they that's what a lot of these clowns doing, man. But there's a lot, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff I want to touch on, though. It's just six months of trying to get in and, and then finally get in. It's like the cat caught, caught me talking. I've been fired up, man. You know what I'm saying? But that, that, if it's if it's anything to take from it, man, I just you know I just feel like y'all platform so big right now. You know what I'm saying? And and, and y'all message so pure. I, I just you know I just wish y'all say something about. The, the, or, or, or one of y'all screens just bring up that whole Clint email with the sex trafficking and all. You know, I feel like, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and to myself, I'm like, I I, I know these brothers ain't control the compromise. I know they're not just not talking about it because that's something that they that, that they, they, they took an oath not to talk about. So, you know, that's just something personally I feel like should get out there, though, man, because the kids more important than these, than, uh, than dope heads getting killed because, Cause, cause, cause they are uh, overdosing while the police got a knee on their neck and certain stuff. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the kids is vulnerable, and not just the kids. In Chicago, you know, the kids getting shot in Chicago and all that, man, that hurt me. So I always, but we speak about that. A lot of people go speak about it too, cause it's talking point to uh, against the left. But if we really care about the kids, we should care about the ones getting shot and the ones that's getting sex trafficked. And you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna leave it as that. Hopefully, I'll get in another time. When I got everything on my mind, but I knew that sort that was real big that I wanted to speak about is that sex trafficking and how they, how they playing with those Clinton emails and how she getting away with murder right now. So you know what I'm saying, you know, and and, and, and you know I'm a, I'm a diehard uh, fan of your show. You know what I'm saying, that's it, man. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, man. Keep up the good work, homie. All right, appreciate you. All right. All right, a great call, great call. Glad, glad, glad you're able to get on, man. You know, 
I've been trying to get people on that have not been on, so I'm glad y'all are able to get on. But that's all I got for calls tonight. If you couldn't get on, then, hey, it's not my fault. You got to blame the white man. That's a great way to wrap up the show. We still got super chats on deck. Still got to read those. Y'all don't go nowhere. Y'all just hang tight. Be there for a little bit. And then I go through super chats. And then we wrap it on up. Put a bow on the top. Thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience on the internet. Uh, like the video if you're not liked it already. And subscribe if you're not subscribed yet. I don't know what you're waiting on. Subscribing is free. And clicking the bell is free as well. If you click the bell, you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. Or at least you should if the bell works properly. Okay. Super Chats on deck, and then we get on up out of here. And I'll be back again tomorrow night on Brandon Tatum's channel. And I'll be back live again on my channel on Saturday. And of course, I put out pre-recorded videos Monday through Saturday, usually. And I'm going to talk about that whole uh, white cafe, the whites only cafe. Oh, man, I'm going to go in. You hear me? I'm going to go in. I've met guys that had done the sit-ins. My, my dad and them was out there protesting. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the 60s and whatnot for, you know, to end um, segregation, to bring about integration. Like, this, this was a real thing. This is something that actually happened. Man, people lost a life behind that, man. They lost a life behind that. And we're trying to go back to that. Oh, I, I can't even contain myself. That video is coming tomorrow. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you came in kind of late, you'll see you tomorrow. Just wait. Okay, Super Chats, and then we wrap it on up. Thank you to Rebecca Caruso for your donation. Thank you to Barkeric71 for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Susan Newtboom. Hopefully I didn't butcher your name. If, you, if I did, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Who says, can you talk about the other 12-year-old Colorado boy chased down and attacked by an adult for his bicycle Trump sign? By the way, great work. I did not see that story. I need to look it up, but that's horrible. Whoever did that needs to get put up under the jail. Gitmo, Big Rocks, Little Rocks, ASAP. Thank you to Slick Force TV who says, always love your content. America needs your voice. This, that, and the third. <laughs> Thank you. That, shout out to Dylan Williams who says, sorry I have dyslexia and I meant ABL. My bad. Oh, it's all good. Uh, Sherry R. Campbell says, Campbell says love your delivery of the truth and facts go forth and drain the swamp suction will be the truth and facts there you go thank you to rebecca caruso who says trump loves black people yes he does shout out to lili who says have you heard about the siege on the white house being organized by the occupy wall street group i have heard about that a little bit here and there bits and pieces they say tens of thousands of people will participate well hey if you breach the perimeter well don't breach the perimeter because your, 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 your noodle gonna be fried ASAP. Rebecca Caruso also says, hey, you with the emoji and a few more donations. Shout out to Krillin876 who says, ABL, get Akintunde on as a guest. Shout out to Orestes Moja, Moha who says, do you believe Cabal is real? I don't, I don't, know, I don't know much about that. So that's outside of my, um, my wheelhouse. Thank you to Rebecca Again, for your donation, thank you to Team Countermeasure for your donation. Thank you to Maurice Stark, who says, got to see that non-POC show tomorrow, Hot Topic. Yes. Thank you to Zane Mayasi, who says, hi, Anthony, will you be coming to London to give a talk in the future? Maybe. That might happen. Thank you to Lewis from Spain, who says, sorry, Anthony, with the basketball emoji, but they wanted to go home so much, so now they could damage their names to Milwaukee Packs 
are Milwaukee bags. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you to Praying for the Rapture, who says, you are awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you to Richard Smith for your donation. Thank you to Bina or Bina, who says, I watched a video of the black man attacking a white cop and his buddies jumped him to protect the cop. Do you think CNN will cover that? Oh, no. I saw that. Now, if you guys have not seen the video, a white cop was trying to arrest this black guy, right? And he was just not successful at doing it. And then the black guy got on top of the cop and started punching him, like, in his head. Boom, boom. Now, there were some guys around. I don't know if there was his friends or what, but they wound up jumping the guy that was beating up the officer. They they were stomping him, kicking him in his ribs. I mean, they, they beat him like he stole something. And it was funny that the caption on it said he would have been better off getting arrested <laughs> because the guys that were around who were all black except for the cop, they stomped him. I mean, they, they literally stomped him. One guy, Big Boy, was holding him down. Like, the, the, the guy was, like, on the ground, face down, and then Big Boy was like this. I'm not sure what that's called. That's some kind of MMA move. But he was like, he had his chest on top of his back, but the dude's head like right here in his torso section and he was like bear hugging them so his uh hands and whatnot were up under his belly and he was laying on them like that so he couldn't move and the other guys were just you know stomping him in the butt in the back and the legs and all of that it was crazy so they were helping the white cop arrest this guy you know shout out to richard smith i already read that one thank you to justice smith who says Hey, they always say M-O-K, but they kill him too. They get to George Bunny, who says, Hi, ABO, I'm 25% white. Which cafe should I go to? <laughs> uh, you go to the POC because POC is all-inclusive. If you get the one drop, we go back to the old Jim Crow rule. If you got one drop of um, non-white, then it means you're non-white. Thank you to Amy Chang for the number one fan emoji. Thank you to Admiral Edwards, who says, Hey, just dropped in to show support, bro, for... You're one of the realest black Republicans on this platform. I appreciate you. Thank you. Shout out to Sam the Random who says, do they mean Native American land? <laughs> That's a good one because the caller earlier, and shout out to you, that was a great call. Uh, the lady that was getting the SJW training at her, at her workplace, and then when she went into the training, they were asking her, uh, what's your address so we could figure out if you're on uh, stolen Indian land? Well, I'm offended that they say Indian because it should mean they should say Native American. That's a proper way. And if they don't fix it, then they're going to have to get sued. But different story. Shout out to Bruja who says, hey, ABL, love the show. Question, when are Republicans going to take schools back, teach civics and real USA history? That's a good question. Academia is pretty much run top to bottom by liberals. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Thank you to Mandatory Carry for your donation. Shout out to Agent Harry's who says, 100 days of rioting and my... 100 days of rioting. Me and my daddy used to say that when children threw a temper tantrum, they needed good spanking. Been a conservative, Democratic, voting Republican since 2014. Trump will get the job done. Voted for him in 2020. There you go. Shout out to Arrestes who says, Our posturings are imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe. Thank you to Cyrus Cherry, who says, caller is right. Feel like God has abandoned this country. Wow. Let freedom ring. America says, ABO for president 2024. Hey, you never know what happens. Uh, Phil Falsetti says, excellent, excellent caller from the ghetto. He was awesome. Yeah, from New York. That was a really good call.
Take it to A. Apron who says, top of the evening to you, ABL. Non-social political question. Ever eaten or had craft beers at Black Sheep Burritos and Brews, downtown Charlie West? Um, I don't know anything about that. I don't drink, so I don't know anything about craft beers. I don't even know what that is, really, honestly. Um, but I, I like burritos, but that's about it. But I've never been to that that particular place. Thank you to Cyrus, who says, great caller. I'm in Kenosha, Wisconsin as well, and I'm also a truck driver. Thank you to Love G for your donation. Thank you to Matt, Brent, Matt Ben, pardon me, who says, loving the show tonight, Trump 2020. Thank you. Thank you to Buck versus Windshield. Excellent name again. Uh, BLM founded on K&K and white supremacy. This was based on the lie that Zimmerman Hispanic was a white racist in the passing of Trayvon Martin. Jonathan Bradley says, you mean politics hilarious <laughs> shout out to cardi b talking about politics rather than politics um let me go back to where i was jamie fane says thank you abl for being a great guy i've been watching you for a year you are a gem thank you i appreciate you thank you to rc rnc mcc who says abl we went out to the trump rally yesterday and it was amazing this sadness thing the saddest thing was that BLM was outside yelling mean things to a black Trump supporter. That's how they do. They, they want to say that we're the racist. But when, I, when I've been to a Trump rally, nothing but love, nothing but love. But on the opposite side, the, the, the so-called kind of protesters, they are racist towards me. So, I mean, what's going on? You can be a liberal on the Trump side and it's all good. Ain't going to be no problems. You want to vote Biden? All right, that's fine. I mean, I, I disagree, but I'm not going to sit here and hurl insults. I'm not going to call you racist names and stuff like that. I'm just not going to do it. Shout out to uh, Solomon Mercado, who says, um, oh, and RNC MCC also says, God bless you, Roger the Plumber and Charlene. Thank y'all. Thank you to Solomon Mercado, who says, uh, call Ron. Hi, Anthony. I'm feeling very proud. Uh, Menace North, thank you. They say Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube sold their souls, gangster rap destroyed a generation. They encourage drugs and killing, and then the prison complex profits. Very wise words. Thank you to uh, your BCO Ortega for your donation. Thank you to Killer Sushi, who says Epstein's woman gets arrested, trafficked kids being saved all over the place. Coincidence? I think not. I think you got her in there singing like a songbird, talking about Ghislaine Maxwell, that is. And all these kids getting rescued. Coincidence? I think not. Thank you to Fear Mantics Fear, who says, as a black man who has a two-year degree and going to the Navy for a new path, to the Navy for a new path, this year is a mess, and I pray for everyone's safety, a free thinker. Hey, thank you, man. And you're going to do well in the Navy, man. Keep on doing the right thing. Keep on, keep on going the right direction. Kathleen Maddox says, ABL, when you do that story, please... See that it looks like both cafes are bipod when you read the part in parentheses. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Thank you to Christian23, Allen35, who says, I might have corona, but it's not that bad. I'm mostly worried about my dad who has cancer, but he's still in Chicago for cancer treatments. He ain't coming back until we know if I've got it or not. Yeah, get tested, man. Figure out what's going on, and you'll be all right. Don't even worry about it. It'll be okay. Deborah Austin says, prophecy update. They lied to us. Pastor Brandon Houthis. Very interesting. New song. This place called USA. Anthony, you're awesome. Thank you. Shout out to Crystal Pistol for your donation. 
Uh, that's a good name, Crystal Pistol. Drew Hong says, ABO, you're not a black Republican. You're just a true American. Thank you. Shout out to Crystal Pistol who says, I'm black. If I'm black and I identify as white, can I go to the nine POC? Hey, that's a good question because it's a construct, right? So I should be able to identify as whatever. I want to identify as a white male with a full head of blonde hair. I want to identify as um, Donald Trump back 1985. How about that? Why not? Why, why can't I? And if you say I can't, then you're a bigot and you're racist. Thank you to Theophrastus who says, keep it up with the emoji. Thank you to Liza Jean who says, ABO, you are the calm in the storm. Thank you from Canada. Thank you for your support as always. And you guys are the best audience on the nets. But I got to go ahead and wrap it on up. I'll see you guys again live again tomorrow on Brandon Tatum's channel, 8 p.m. Eastern, and live again Saturday on his channel at 8 p.m. Eastern. Now, throughout the week, I got pre-recorded videos. And like I said, tomorrow, I'm doing that video about the uh, the Whites Only Cafe at U of M. Can't wait. So until next time, oh, and shout out to the mods. You guys are fantastic. We got friends in there. I see Killer Sushi. We got Charles Hunter Jr. We got Liza Jean. We got Bill from the Hills. We got Shreves. We got Zenitus King Sword. We got all you guys. Thank y'all for what y'all do. Keeping the chat on uh, on deck. I see True Helper as well. I couldn't do it without y'all. So on that note, until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.